Good morning. Come on in. You're just in time. Take a seat. Yes, good morning, Mr. Lu. Sir, I have a problem with my boiler. How about some coffee? Cream, sugar? What is the best backup generator made today? Blueberry scone, perhaps? When you turn on the hot water, it whistles like a train. Get comfy because Lou Casa to Casa. And he's taking your questions all morning long. Lou Manfredini and House Smarts Radio. Welcome to Radio. You're in the House Marks Radio House. 857 857-557-4568 is our phone number. Good morning. Uh, we're uh, let's see. Have we uh, have we are? Is this the Saturday after uh, uh, New Year's? I don't even know it what sure it is. is. It, it is. is. Yes. It is. It's hard to right. It's hard to keep track. I know. I know. We're gonna. T- Hi, Andy. Good Hi morning. There. Hi, Lindsay. Morning. Good morning. Hi, Bob Ferguson. Good morning. Um, <clears throat> Jess Rains, good morning. She walked away, oh, but uh, she's here this morning. Um, you got uh, a, a little sprinkling of snow people out there. How about that? That's snow. That was a lot of fun. Because <laughs> nobody knows what to... they're doing still, even at, even at five o'clock in the morning. And it's like a sprinkle. And it's not even, yeah, it's not even heavy. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to Bob Ferguson who comes in even earlier and he's like, okay, we haven't used the salt all year. Could we put it down? Yeah, really? <laughs> Well, on Lakeshore Drive, that'd be nice. One would hope. Yeah. One would hope. Um, we have an interesting uh, conversation coming up a little bit later on about getting organized. Are you, uh, Mandy, you're, you're <laughs> newly married. Uh, is there too much stuff at the Mazer residence? It's so funny you bring that up because we have a, we have a, a, a place that we just moved into about a year ago. Okay. And, uh, it's not our forever home, but, uh, we wanted to get a, we have a one car garage and mm-hmm. my goal was to get a car in the garage. So we have a storage uh, locker now and we finally, right around the Christmas holidays, I like to call it our little Christmas miracle. Oh. We got wow. a car in there. Oh. It was the best thing ever. I, I I can't begin to tell you how you and my wife would get. My wife is all about a car in the garage. Like that's a thing for her. It's a thing for me because I've never well, had a garage. Oh well, a garage. then it's yeah, yeah, never. This is the first Lindsay, one I've really you have had. A garage? Do you have a car that's in a garage? Kind of what it's for. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't you keep the car in the garage? Right. Why yeah. wouldn't you? There's a lot of people that don't. Yeah, yeah there's I a lot of people that don't. Know. Yeah. I have but friends like of mine who have never put their car in the garage. Because you use it for different things, you know, it's workshop or whatever, right? Junk. Yeah. Well, my but wife. I remember my, when we bought our first home, it was like that was the big draw because we were coming from the city. Yeah. And you're going to get a garage. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. right. Yeah. See, my wife's a big organizer. So she's, she every once in oh, a while. So she's all over it. Yeah. She, I mean, everything in the garage now has a little box. A little clear little tub, and it's labeled with a label maker label on there. Everything what it is. I mean, it's it's incredible. Do you have people, Lindsay, in your life who are really well? You're pretty. I mean, you're you're. I mean, I've been to your house a million times, and uh, <clears throat> you're pretty put together. And you got little kids, like I'm a you're. Perger. Yeah, but you're also you're good about keeping order. Like I've yes. never gone to your house and it's been like, oh my gosh, it's like a hurricane went through here. That means so much to me. Well, I mean, it's true. Um, and some people are like that. But, like, yeah. our daughter Carmen is the queen. If you have, 
and we're going to have a conversation later today with a company that this is what they do. There's the what's it called the clutter well, curator. Yeah, the clutter curator, and that's the thing is I cannot stand clutter. Our daughter Carmen could work at this place for a second. It is so oh. interesting what these folks do to come in and help you. It's they're almost like therapists. Right when they do this, and uh, it's a really fun, interesting conversation about getting organized. And um, <clears throat> later on, after this conversation, after we had this conversation, Lindsay and I had a conversation earlier in the week about what you keep, and in particular, what ends up happening at the end of our lives. Now, this is the, not morbid, but it was just a, it was such a lovely conversation that I said to you, stop because I want to have this conversation on the air, because I want to hear what you have to say, and Andy, and um, Jess, or Don, or whoever, uh, because I, it's just a, it was an interesting thing, you know, trying to stay organized, not have a bunch of junk, but what do you end up with in the end? Right? Well, I'm not trying to make you cry. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> And on that note, on that welcome. note, eight five seven five five seven four Lou eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. Let's go to the phone lines and talk with Steve, who's in Palatine. Steve, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Morning, Lou. Happy New Year. You too, sir. How may I help you? Chromium. Um, uh, we got. Uh, we had a loose connection on a fan vent fan into the. Um, attic so we've got some mold up there um was gonna do the the mister thing right i was gonna rent that okay the auto- um, the autonomizer yes okay Atomize it up there um i read that you know do it in like four corners so that it's got room to do the stuff then i figured to brush it off with a um with a broom right because there's nail pops and stuff mm-hmm. but um then do it again, as you said, to leave the um, residual up there. Correct. Is it too cold to do that now? <laughs> do we need to wait until spring? Not, or Not really. I mean, the thing is, is that, um, you know, chances are, though I wear a silly grin. Anyway, uh, chances are your attic is uh, um, warmer you know, obviously it's going to be warmer than outside because there's no wind up there. And I bet you, with the weather we have right now, it's close to 50 degrees up there. You know, or, or in the it's in the 40s probably, you know. So right. if you wanted it And we do have the stairs, you know, up to there. That, there's you know, a set of stairs going up? There's the... Um, the pull oh, like stairs, the pull-down so stairs, okay. That's, that's not as... Yeah, that's yeah. not as tight as I'd like it to be, so... Well, I mean... <clears throat> If you could, do you have a way to measure the temperature up there at all? Do you have a little, like, room thermometer or something? I have one in the freezer downstairs that I could put up there for a while. Yeah, that would work. If you put that up there for an hour, you know, if it's above 40 degrees, then I would say go for it. Um, If you really want to do it because, you know, hey, this is my weekend, you could even take a little um, electric heater safely and put it up there temporarily just to raise the temperature up there. And, you mm-hmm. know, that autonomizer, if you're, you're, if you're autonomizing and using the, you're going to use the conchrobium, is that what you're going to put in it? 
Yes. Okay. <clears throat> Once that starts to go in the air and spread around, <clears throat> you can even bring up a box fan to move some air around. You just want it to stick, right? And um, mm-hmm. and and that the the little vapor will stick, and the it will kill all the mold it touches. The other question, though, too, Steve, is is it everywhere, or is it just in a couple spots? You know, we brought down some of the bins. The, with the Christmas stuff, and yeah. it was there was some on the on the bins. Yeah, I sprayed that with the bottle, and um, you know wiped that off. And now there's the white residual stuff yeah. on there. Yeah. So, I mean, because I the, how it works, right? <laughs> it does work, and I mean, because the other thing, my point is that the other thing is if it's localized to just a couple areas, maybe what you do instead of renting the atomizer is you buy a gallon of it and put it in a pump sprayer. Because then you can cover more area quicker, you know what I mean? And then now you're up there for, you know, instead of, oh, it's going to be there for, I'm going to go back in 20 minutes and move it, blah, blah, blah. You're done in a half an hour. Not even. You're up there 20 minutes. And, uh, And then you get a nice heavy coating to really absorb into the wood, let it dry, as you said, do the brushing, and then hit it again, um, and you're done. It it may not look as nice as you want it to, you know, depending on how long the staining mm-hmm. was, <clears throat> but the brush probably will remove some of that. And the 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 bottom line is the minute it hits it within five minutes, the mold is dead. Right. Yeah, I just I didn't know um if it was too cold to be you know, to activate now or if it's if, over forty um, degrees, you're fine. Okay. Well, that's uh, great. All right, buddy. Get to work. You got you got a big you got a lot you you got a lot of work to do. Get going. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. It's six twenty in the morning. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. You're listening to Lou Manfredini. Hey, I have icicles on my house. Does that mean I'm losing heat? Helping homeowners from coast to coast. Now, there's a product. It's called Roof Melt. Those little discs that you throw up on the roof to melt the ice. Yes, ma'am. And he wants to help you. And I don't know if, you're, if you've if you got a good hook shot, but how's your basketball game? I'm 79, well, so my hook shot probably isn't too good. <laughs> If you need help with your hook shot or anything else under your roof, Lou's standing by. Here he is now on House Smarts Radio. When this old world starts getting me down And people are just too much for me to face I climb way That's me. to the top of the stairs Working on your roof. All my cares just drift right into Eight five seven five five seven four. Lou is our phone number. Go back to the phone lines. Speak with Pat, who's in Palatine as well. Hi, Pat. Hello, uh, Lou. From last winter, which is going to be about a year ago now, I had um, some gas oil sticks in my gas can for my snow thrower. Yep. And I did put sea foam in it. Okay. Um, and since we had such little snow last year, I only used like not even half a can. So I have like half of that left. Can I use it now or should I, you know, have to get rid of that and start fresh? I mean, the beauty part of um, <clears throat> when you mix gas and oil 
is it does sort of preserve itself and you can use it now eventually to help our environment you know the they don't make two site well, I shouldn't say they don't but in the US anyway it's not available to buy two stroke snow throwers anymore or even uh, lawnmowers now just cuz they create so much pollution when they run so then we went to the four stroke where you just use regular gas you don't have to mix it with the oil and um and now eventually we have these battery operated snow throwers and lawnmowers and whatnot, which is where the industry's going. So absolutely fine to use it. You'll probably start that unit up. What 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 brand is it that you have? The the snow thrower. Toro. Yeah. So it's a Toro. It'll start, you know, probably right away. The, the those two stroke engines just work and work and work and work. So what I would do is just in the can, kind of shake it up a little bit, you know, just to uh, mix everything again because it does the oil is heavier obviously so it settles and um, <clears throat> and then go right ahead and use it and fire it up and and if you're going to use the snow thrower you know at least let it run for 10 minutes or so depending on how much snow you have to move just to get the motor hot and clean up the carburetor that'll help for sure uh, and actually it as it heats up it, it creates less uh, emissions um, so that's better as well as you use it Okay, great. All right. Thank you very much. You have enough snow in Palatine that you got to fire that thing up or no? Uh, no, not yet, but I'm thinking maybe for next week. Let's hope so. Right? Wouldn't you? I mean, we would like some snow, right? Oh, uh, a day or two. <laughs> and then you're done. That's all you want. Like, yeah. well, I'll take it for a couple days and then I'd like to go to Boca. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, that's funny. All right, Pat, you have a nice day. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Bye. 8575574 Lou. I I mean, I do want some snow. It's you know, I'm I we have a house in southeastern Wisconsin and um I have a fishing boat, little fishing boat. It's like my golf. I love to fish with Mike. And uh we went fishing on New Year's Day. Fishing, not ice fishing, on the boat. We didn't catch a thing. Sounds amazing. But it was fun. But we're both like, I don't want this to be winter, hmm. right? I mean, I want some, I want winter. If I, if I we're going to, go ahead. On Christmas day. And then I'm, I'm fine. Really? I mean, you have little like, kids. Wait, what about going sledding or well, going? I'm not speaking for them. They want the snow, but mommy is f- just fine. Right. I don't know. I like it one day a year. <laughs> well, we didn't have it on, we didn't have it on <laughs> Christmas. And I do like, I mean, the problem with this, you know, I guess it's the El Nino or El Nina and, um, you know, you, a lot of arguments about global warming and whatnot. I'm a, I'm a believer that we are affecting the climate in this world, not just the U.S. Um, and, you know, these temperatures keep going up and um, it affects a lot of businesses, right, that do this kind of work or what, need the winter. Uh, certainly, as we own a couple hardware stores, weather is a is a big part of that business. Um, and the guys that sell snowblowers, or you know, the people that uh, or, or snowmobiles rather, or, or or outdoor activities like that. I mean, it's it's tough on on those uh, industries as well. And I suppose we'll all pivot and figure it all out. But uh, hopefully, we get a little bit of winter. 
857-557-4LU. This is Jane in Wheaton. Hi, Jane. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning, Lou. Good to talk to talk with you. How may I help you? I have a pro- I have a problem with my toilet flapper, and um, it's a pink flapper. I don't know, and I had gotten it at Ace. And when I go to flush the toilet, the water will continue to run. I took the top off, and the flapper is kind of stuck in the up position, and. I'll, I'll jiggle the the knob a little bit, and occasionally it'll come down. Otherwise, I have to manually bring it down. Um, is there? Do I need a new flapper? I had just gotten this one about three, four months ago. Is there a little? Or is there? Is there a little? Is the chain <clears throat> that is from the rod to the flapper? Right. Is it tight or is it loose? It's not loose. It's it's, it's it's snug. It's firm enough that it's not hanging. Yeah, it needs to hang a little, and I think that's why it's not going down. So what I would oh. what I would do is open up the tank, the lid, yep. and then the clip that's on the end of that rod. Yep. Go two links longer. It's a chain, right? Is it a chain that connects to? Correct. Your, okay. It is two lengths longer, so there's just a little bit of slack. It can't be tight. Tight. You need that chain. Okay. You need that chain to kind of hang a little bit to add weight to let it drop. I got. And if if you do that and it's like oh it's still sticking it's still not going down, add a little more. Uh, um, add a little more um, chain. Chain as well. Okay. And okay. Then, yeah, and then if you just got it and just make sure that it's clean too, you know maybe. When you're in there messing with it, take a sponge and make sure that the seat where it goes on there, that, that's not affecting why it's not going down. But just make sure it's not. Sometimes it can get gunky, you know, and get a little sticky. And if you wipe the, gotcha. if you wipe that little rim that it sits on when it closes and the actual flapper, that can help as well. Okay. No. Well, I couldn't put any kind of oil or lubricant no, 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 on no, no, there. No, but no, no. In, yeah, in my mind, my mind says you know lubricated. No. Down, but a little bit just of slack give it a in little the chain. Extra. Yeah, that should help. Gotcha. Excellent. Well, right. I thank you very much. Thanks, Jane. Have a great Thanks. day. Appreciate you calling this morning. All right, it's uh, six thirty in the morning. We need to head into the WGN newsroom and check in with Jessica Rains. Tuned into Lou, your favorite handyman, right here on House Smart Radio. for all of you over the holiday season. Um, my wife uh, and son Max went to the Lincolnshire Theater, which I have not been to in forever in the round, and saw Beautiful, the musical, that they said was fabulous. And um, I was fortunate enough to see it 
with Carmen when it was on Broadway and loved the musical. I mean, it's so good. Um, I'm not trying to be hoity-toity. I'm just saying. Boy, that was mean. That everybody thinks you're so nice, and you gave me the like. I'm not name dropping. My mom saw it at the Lincolnshire one too, and said it was phenomenal, spectacular. They said it was so good. And I mean, when's the last time you were at that theater? We used to go all the time, and especially. I mean, it goes back to when I was in high school in the '80s. That was there, and we our theater group would go. And see productions there all the time. And it was so good. And, you know, the theater in the round thing is very different than a regular production. And uh, both Max and Mary Beth said they pulled it off and they were really, really, it was just really, really good. Um, It's the story of um, Carol King, uh, her life story and the music. The thing is, if you get a chance to go see it. You know, we all kind of know the Tapestry album, no matter what age you are, I think, right? A lot of those um, songs. But this woman was responsible for writing so much music for so many different artists. And that all comes out in the musical. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. She wrote that? Wait a minute. She wrote that? This is a unbelievably talented woman. And this tells her story, which is very good. The other true story that you should watch on Netflix is Maestro. And it's the story of Leonard Bernstein, played by um, Gary. No, um, oh my gosh, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Yep. Oh, Bradley Cooper. Is it Bradley Cooper? Is a really good actor. Yep. Yeah. Right? Did you see it, Andy? I did not, but I knew that's who it was. I mean, and uh, oh gosh, the woman that plays his wife is a British actress who should definitely be nominated. And she's married. Carrie Mulligan. What is Carrie? She from? She's married. Mary Beth said she's married to one of the Mumfords of the Mumfords and Sons. Ah. Yeah. Right. Anyway, Andy, it is a must see. Lindsay must see. He is so good. And let me tell you, you know, I think the family had a lot to do with the story because he has three children who are now in their 60s and 70s. This was a very complicated man. And, uh, the stories and how it's shot and everything is really interesting, and um, I definitely recommend it. You know, it'll be nominated. Whatever. It's good. So, your live theater, go to the Marriott Lincolnshire and see Beautiful. I'm assuming it's still running. It's a good ticket. And see Maestro. It's on Netflix. Hmm. 857. Eight, <laughs> 857 mm, eight, for Lou. Eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. Let's go back to the phone lines. This is Mark in Lockport. Hey, Mark. Good morning. Hi, Lou. How you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, can I? Am I still allowed to say Happy New Year? I heard it was until the seventh. Is uh, that right? Okay. Happy New Year. <laughs> Mark's just going with it. Okay. All right. Happy New Year. How can I help you, Mark? <laughs> okay, Lou. Uh, the treads of my stair are like that engineered board or hardwood or whatever you want to call it. And the outer third that goes over the edge, I knock that up. Luckily, it's, it's in one piece, but I want to reattach it. And I've got some Loctite. Do I need to sand that down a little bit for the space for the Loctite? And do I need to put a couple little brads into it? How big of a... So you, you, so you snapped it off the front of the stairs. I did. 
Okay. So is it a is it actually like a is it a piece of wood? Like is it three quarters of an inch thick? Uh, no, it's more. It, it's not wood. It's the, the uh, wood laminate flooring oh. on top of the the treads. Oh. And does that have a nosing that then hangs over the tread? Barely, yes. Yeah. It's got a rounded edge. It doesn't hang down, but it's got a rounded front edge. So you don't catch it when you're going up and down the stairs? I hope not. Uh, when did this go in? Has it been there for a while? Uh, five years ago. Okay. I think you're... And it came up pretty pristine. Yeah, I know, but... I think that once you try and glue it, you're uh-huh. it's not going to hold because those are okay. those are flimsy at best until they're anchored and glued down, and because uh-huh. they're so thin. Um, what's the fi- you can buy new ones, okay? Um, right. I was just recently at Floor and Decor, and I know that they sell those treads. Now, the, the big issue is, okay. can you find the exact match? Right. And even if you do find the right match. I, uh, so my point is, yeah, you can try gluing it. I don't think it's going to work. I think you're going to catch it and uh-huh. break it off. And then the problem is, then when you put the glue down, and then you make the decision, I'm going to replace the tread, you're creating more work for yourself. And the other thing that worries me is you glue this and you catch it, and then you fall down the stairs. Right. So I'm just trying to be oh. ahead of it, right? <clears throat> and how many steps? So I pro- are you saying get? A, are you saying get a professional, Lou? I think I would. It's going to be tough because it's just <laughs> well, it's just one tread, right? Right. But, okay. Um, I, I've got I've got the uh, I've got the extra box of the stuff from the uh, the attic, so they'll be able to match it perfectly. Oh, okay. Just, uh, Do you remember where you bought it from? It. I'll give them. Absolutely, yeah. They're still in business. Oh, okay. Then what I would do here's the other thing too is, Mark, when if they if they're like, oh yeah, sure, we got that you know style, whatever it is, um, it will be a little bit different shade than the rest of the stairs just because of age. Right. But right. it but it will blend in. So is there is there okay? Do you live? Does anybody else live in the Mark in house? Oh, yeah, there's Mrs. Mark. Right, so she'll notice that. So if you set her expectations of like, hey, I'm, we're going to do this tread. <laughs> it's, well, and that's the key, right, in all of that. And if it's a little bit of shading, I've learned over almost 34 years that setting expectations is the key to success in a, in a long marriage. <laughs> okay, Lou. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. I appreciate you calling this morning. Right? It's all about setting expectations. And then whatever those expectations are, doing more. 857-557-4LOU. 857-557-4568 is our phone number. It's 644 in the morning. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. Now back to your host, Lou Manfredini on House Smarts Radio. Put your hand on your head. Welcome back. 
857 is our phone number. A little snow out there this morning. Be careful when you're heading outside. There might be a little bit of uh, ice on the steps or so. It's not a huge accumulation based on what I'm talking to different people and seeing out there, but uh, we haven't seen it in such a long time that uh, you got to be careful out there for sure. Um, and, uh, you know, if you've got a little ice melt, sprinkle that out there. Make sure you don't fall on your rear end. 857-557-4LOO. 857-557-4568. This is uh, Reva in Evanston. Hi, Reva. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning. Good morning, Lou. How are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. How may I help you? Yeah, um, I uh, have an old tub bathroom situation and wanted to find out a company or someone who would be able to do some refacing and reglazing. I know they say don't last long, but for my purposes, it uh, would work right now. Well, um, I, anyone I, you recommend? Yeah, actually, I do. And I, um, I had these folks do a tub for me back in October. It's an old cast iron mm-hmm. tub. And um, mm-hmm. it looks amazing. It's a company called Miracle Method. Um, they used to be in Evanston, right? They used to be, and now they're in Villa Park. I think I called them, and they said that they didn't service the area anymore. No, they definitely do. They did. They definitely do. Oh. Um, and uh, so I would call them. Uh, they move all around the okay. area, and. Um, they uh, they will come in and they will you know clean mm-hmm. up what you have and has has the tub mm-hmm. ever been refaced? No. Yeah. No. I got to tell you, I was so happy with the finished product and the color and how it all looks. Like it it when they were finished, I looked at it and I said, "Wow, you can just really tell that it held and it looks good." And we've been using this shower since October, and. Um, it it just looks great and it's held up really nice and the biggest thing when you get it refinished and they'll tell you this is that when you go to clean the tub you don't want to use uh-huh. anything abrasive you know you want to use something like okay. a soft scrub or scrubbing bubbles okay and the other interesting thing that the installer told me is a lot of times you'll um you know you, nobody has enough room in the shower for all the stuff right and if you right, right. if you keep a shampoo bottle, say, in a corner of the tub, uh-huh. and it sits there for a long, uh-huh. long time, and you know it'll get a little residue uh-huh. of the soap or whatever, that right. can discolor the finish. So it's not that okay. you can't do that, but every now and then when you're in there in your birthday suit, lift it up and wash off with your hand that okay. corner and then put it back. Okay. Okay, great. And um, what's their number? Oh, boy. Miracle Method in Villa Park. Uh, keep listening. I'll have Lindsay look it up. Miracle Method in Villa Park uh, is uh, Miracle Method. Yeah, they're in Villa Park, and uh, you you hear them a lot on um, Home Sweet Home Chicago. They're uh, they they do a lot with David Hochberg uh, after my show, okay. and uh, yeah, okay. a lot of people are very happy with the results. And um, so I'll give out the number. Just keep keep listening. And oh no, she just gave it to right. me. Here we go. I have it right here. She's so good. Okay. 630-283-8289. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 8289. 8289. Perfect. 
And um, do you know if they, you know how the uh, the old tubs used to have that built-in stopper and stuff? It's not working anymore. Do they do anything like that? I'd have to do a plumber. Uh, that I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know that they do okay. any plumbing work per se, but you'd probably have to get a plumber to come do that first. Okay, great. All righty, perfect. Thanks, Reva. You have a nice day. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye. Appreciate you calling this morning. 857-557-4LU. This is uh, Josh in Joliet. Good morning, Josh. You're on WGN. Morning. Um, I have a quick question. I keep getting water back by my uh, washing machine. What do I, what, what do I do? Like, how, how would I fix that problem? You, when you say you get water by your washing machine, when you're using the washing machine or you're getting it in the foundation? Like, there, there's water that's coming up, like, you know, like when it, when it rains and like basically all the time. I see. So it's it's coming, so it's it, it's it's a leak in the foundation. It has nothing to do with the washing machine other than it's in that area. Mm-hmm. I got you. Okay. Um, so, and it's just localized in that area? Yes, and we're getting it, like, you know, in the entryway of the basement, like the, the rugs are wet and everything. Gotcha. Okay. So, what you can do, so two things. You can go on the outside of the house and take a look at your downspouts, where they mm-hmm. come down and see, is anything disconnected? Is a downspout okay. just dumping water right next to the foundation? And if it is, mm-hmm. put an elbow back on there or get an extension and make sure that the water, there's like what's called a leader, to come away from the house at least three feet. Okay. Okay? And look at that. Now, if you go outside today and you look and like, oh, it looks really good. I, I don't know what's going on here. Then I would tell you to call Permaseal. They do mm-hmm. service... Joliet, the consultation is free. They won't cost you anything, and they'll come and assess what's going on, and come up with a solution for you. You know to figure out what's going on. But what worries me about the wet carpet is, you know, that can breed mildew and mold, and that's not healthy. Okay. What do you think? Um, so with the wet carpet, like, what do I do? Like, like, what do I do about that? Well, with the wet carpeting now, you know, what I would do is I would rent, or if you have a shop vac or rent a carpet extractor, you know, some like a carpet cleaning machine and extract all that water, Mm -hmm. maybe even pull it back because the pad is wet as well underneath and get a couple fans down there to try and dry it out for sure would you like the phone are there any fan go ahead are there any fans that um like are are like running on like that run on battery because like it like there's outlets by our washing machine and like out it like i would have to step in the water to plug it in like oh it's that much it's that much that much water yes okay i think you so and you have no way to drain this out well, my stepfather keeps sucking it up with something, right. but it keeps coming back. Okay. All right. So 
There's no battery. There are battery rapid fans, but they're not going to be powerful enough. If you if you got a box fan and you got an extension cord and plugged it upstairs, right, and ran it down the stairs and peeled the carpets back, that would be mm-hmm. the first thing I would do. Don't step in the water and plug anything in. But mm-hmm. uh, I think you definitely should contact you. You know, you may if there's that much water, you may need to get a pump to pump that out or a shop vac to suck it up and dump it out, keep dumping it. But if the water keeps coming in, you definitely should mm-hmm. give a call to Permaseal. It won't cost you anything for them to come out. And I can give you that phone number if you have a pen or a pencil handy. Sure. What is it? 800-421-SEAL. Okay. All right. Call them, tell them what's going on, and they'll schedule someone to come out and take a look. Don't step in the water to plug anything in, Josh. Run an extension cord downstairs. Pull that carpeting back at the very least and get a fan going on there. Okay. All right. Thank you. You got it. I appreciate you calling this morning. Eight five seven. That's a bummer. Water in the middle of winter in your basement. That's, and that that's the kind of thing you hear me talk about all the time. Is that if you've had this reoccurring problem before, um, it's just going to continue to happen. And I know that um, it's not someplace you want to spend your money. I get it. It's not You're not dragging people down to the basement going, hey, look at my basement, it's dry. But uh, it's how you live your life in your home, right? And you don't want that damp smell. That's not healthy air. You don't want water down there. And, uh, and you can have a dry basement when it's done right. And the folks Permacy will obviously talk about that all the time. But they know what they're doing. They'll do a really nice job for you. And you'll pay a fair price. And, uh, you know, this time of year, scheduling's a little lighter, and you can probably get them out there sooner than later. All right, we're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios. And the news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Getting ready to tackle those home improvement projects on your own? Do I need to fan that out a little bit and then put some mud over it, or what's the best way to do that? You can do it. Give it a shot. How good are you at doing mud work, John? And if you need any help, Lou's here to walk you through it. Um, well, I'm, I'm about to find out. Now back to Lou Manfredini <laughs> at House Smarts Radio. Yes, he does. Welcome back. Oh, yeah, right. I got a little confused. I was, uh, it's the word of the day. I forgot all the day. I was going to, because I was all excited to talk about Bears Packers. That's what it was. Oh, now that's. Because, you know, we're we're a house divided here on House Smarts Radio. Because you and Don are Packer fans. And Andy and I. Love the love. And Andy and I are Bears fans. Yeah, it's true. How smarts divided? How smarts divide? We need we we need those. You know those uh, those flags that people hang. You know, like yeah, uh-huh. like mm-hmm. somebody going to Purdue and whatever. <laughs> yep. Wisconsin and Illinois. You know that kind of stuff. We gotta we gotta we gotta do that. So, um, from my perspective, Andy, mm-hmm. it is a it is a winning season if the Bears beat the Packers. See now, yeah. the thing is. These kids that play for the Chicago Bears, mm-hmm. they don't have the kind of... It's us old people that have this rival, the Packers. 
Yeah, because it hasn't been a rivalry lately. <laughs> it really hasn't been a rivalry because they've owned us uh-huh. to, to quote what's his name. Yeah, when was that uh, last Rogers. win, Andy? Twenty eighteen. Uh, Twenty eighteen at Soldier Field mm-hmm. was under the Matt Nagy era, and uh, the last win at Lambeau came under John Fox. Believe it or not, Thanksgiving Day of. 2015. Oh, oh man, God, I forgot about ah, John. Fox. It's been a while. Yeah. yeah, forgot about John Fox. Yeah, we tried. What's to. he doing now? <laughs> Retired? Uh, he's probably living off his uh, his his paychecks from giant the Bears giant. and the and the uh, the Broncos and yeah, Broncos, yeah, yeah. Panthers. Well, um, it'll be an interesting game. I think I actually, I mean, I you know what do I know? But uh, I think they could beat him. This is this is uh, you know for, for the first time in a while you can actually say that this is a winnable game, yeah. And it's like a classic because the Bears' defense has been so good the last like five six weeks. Mm-hmm. They're so and and the Packers' offense has been coming on. So it's like the legendary matchups, yep. you know, the clash yeah. of the titans. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you know this Jordan Love kid, he's pretty good. He is pretty good. Thirty touchdowns on the season. Yeah. Thirty. Yeah, that's third. Uh, I mean, I saw some rating of. Uh, um, why do you know that, <laughs> Lindsay? Why do you know that? Like I'm no, I'm just, I'm just. Uh-huh. Oh, you're just going, uh huh? You're just going, mm-hmm. yeah. just jumping love in. Love, oh yeah, Isn't he? oh yeah. I think I saw something where he's like the top in the top ten of quarterbacks in the league yes, right now. Yes, top ten. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. So we we actually had a stat the other night on uh, on GN Sports when I was filling in that the, the season that Jordan Love is having right now would all be Bears records for a quarterback oh, right. all time. Yeah, the wow. the guy that owns the record for uh, yardage and touchdowns is Eric Kramer, and that was in 1995. Really? What happened to Kramer? Uh, he's, yeah, where's he at? Uh, he he's bothering oh, Jerry. Ob Ob <laughs> just showed up, Lindsay, and he wants to say something to you. Shut that big mouth of yours! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it's always cutting people down. It's always cutting people. Uh-huh. Everybody thinks he's so nice, right? <laughs> and he is. He is. <laughs> yes, yeah, he is. Uh, well, that'll be fun. And I know your Bears uh, pregame and postgame is kind of like all over. Yeah, we're all over the box and stuff, right? Yeah, so. we're we're going to pregame at twelve thirty till one thirty, and then Joe's going to take over for Blackhawks. And then as soon as the Blackhawks are over, Joe and I, I think, will be on the air for a little bit. And then we go to Dave Ennett and Northwestern football, or excuse me, basketball. And then right, uh, right after that's over, Hampton will be, and I will uh, take you from about eight thirty, eight forty-five ish till eleven. And do you know? Are we carrying the 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 national championship for the college football? Oh, on Monday. I know right. we do. We well, sometimes we carry those games. Are we carrying that game? Well, let me double check. Yeah, that'll be a fun game too. Yeah, Monday night. Uh, you know, our 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 I don't our money and our son went to Michigan. Yeah, oh, yeah. and our daughter in law. I don't see it on he our is, schedule here. Not on our schedule. No, he's going to the game in Houston. Oh, nice! Oh, fun! Yeah, very so fun. So he and a bunch of his Michigan buddies, uh, they had some crazy thing. I don't know if you've heard of this, but Andy, maybe you have. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the college season, there's mm-hmm. something that you can pay based on the probability of your team going to the national championship. You can pay some fee that then gives you the right to buy tickets. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. And so, according to what Quinn told me, it was $100 that Michigan would go to this game. And, like, whoever won Georgia, right, Georgia, last year, mm-hmm. you know, right. that was 250 But if they don't win, they don't go, you lose the money. It's quite the racket. 
Yeah, right? Yeah. But the chances. So he's like, I'm gonna, you know, he's a he's a he's a gamer. He pays a hundred bucks. They go to the national championship. He gets to buy the ticket at face value. Hmm. From you know whatever you get like first dibs to go in to buy the tickets. That's nice. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So he had this whatever it was, and you know he doesn't and he does doesn't tech well you know. Yeah, you lose the hundred bucks because you paid it, but then you bought the tickets, and uh, and so they're going to go. That should be fun. That's inter- that's yeah. good. That's fun cool. time. Yeah. All right, hold on, hold on. Come on, work with me, baby. Let's try. So this is our first word of the day for the new year. Remember, last the word of the day uh, for the end of the year was retrospective. Oh yeah, right? very yeah. good. Right. So this is our. First word of the day for the new year, and um, it's a noun, and the word is accolade. Ah. An award or expression of praise. Uh. I love that we're starting the new year with that word. Indeed. Positive. You know, Positive. I like that. Accolade. Full of accolades this morning. Full of accolades. Yeah. Like this group of Housemarks people. <laughs> Well, Highly accolades accolades for all of you. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We're not award so winning, are we? We're not. The show has been on forever. We're not. We've never won an award. Not yet. We got to make up an award. Yeah, can't we do that? Oh, I we can do that. Yeah. Can't you nominate us for something? Yeah. Don't, don't, I mean, don't fictional most shows. Isn't that what they do? Like they nominate themselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we've yeah. just never yeah. done that. Yes, fictional right. accolades count too. You know, yeah. just right. the same. Exactly. Right. I'm just. Wait, wor- what about what our game show idea? Oh. I That's think your game show idea. 20, well, it's Rob Lowe's you wanna game te- show idea. You want to tell the floor. Right? The floor. Yeah, the floor. Did anyone watch it? Uh, no, no, not yet. You just like watching Rob Lowe. Sh- How handsome is Rob Lowe? He's just been the he same really for like 30 In, years. Here's the thing. Rob Lowe and I, same age. Yeah. Not wow. looking like Rob Lowe. <laughs> he does love those Atkins bars. Yes, he does. He loves those Atkins bars. He is a handsome yes. fella. Mm-hmm. He and he's got a good story. I like that and Rob Lowe. Funny. Like, like I want to go yeah. have a beer with Rob Lowe. Totally. Right? I would too. And I would just be like, Me oh too. my God, Lumen, you know, like, who's that old guy sitting with Rob Lowe? We're like, we're the same age. <laughs> who's that old guy? Yeah. Wait, is he the one in the office that would say literally? Yes, it is. Uh, in Parks and Rec, literally. Oh, Parks Par- and Rec. Parks and Rec. Yep, right. yep. He is a funny guy. Oh, yeah. And he's been around a long time. I like that when those, yeah. you got these actors like that that have I like these. The- Made a living, and he's you know done a lot of. What was his big thing? Oh, he was. Um, he was in about last night. About last night. Yeah, he was yeah, in Tommy Boy was, too. He was yeah, really good in Tommy that's Boy. That's what I was thinking. Oh, he was the that's villain, right? Yeah. He was the villain in Tommy Boy. Brothers right? don't shake hands. Brothers <laughs> have to hug. Yep. Chris Farley, so good. <laughs> Show is completely going off. The rails. <laughs> okay. Word like of the, the day. That could be an accolade. Exactly. All right. So, yeah. what is your your game show idea so, for the listeners? Here we go. We're going to set it up where we have where we pick a a listener who texts. It. Somehow they submit themselves, and then you're going to Facetime them or Zoom them during the show from my workroom, which will then be oh, posted during on. the show. That's a lot yeah. to keep track of. Oh, wow. okay. okay, maybe off the show. But then it will be posted on YouTube so people can watch it. Or maybe it could be live streamed on Instagram. We're still working with this. But you show them a tool, and they have like 30 seconds to guess as many as they can. Nice. That's funny. It could on be the called spot. The Clean so Floor. So you sent me a clip of two Wait, women. Wait, what? The Clean Floor. The Clean Floor. Oh, yeah. The Clean Floor. Yeah. If you're going and with you the floor. You sent me a clip of these two contestants that were trying to guess stuff. And, I mean, I would have crushed them. 
and they were like they were like like a picture of nails came up the and they, nail and they were like pins yeah uh, thumbtacks they were not thumbtacks the maybe they were plants you know right <laughs> For and then start. and then there was like a, an electric sander right I mean it's you know and they were like a blower you right. know, but it had a little bag on it, so I could see, you know, and you're under the spotlight of trying right, to... Right, right. So, I mean, you know, that that's a little different story. It'd probably be tough for me, too, honestly. Right? But I like the idea, like, if I was in my workroom, because I have all these tool, tools, oh, right? yeah. I could just be like, oh, okay, uh, what's this? And I hold it up sure. to the camera, and, uh, you know, but then you got to have, like, a... You got to have, like, a little buzzer. Right. Um, to have some fun. I could do all that in post. But like, I'm pretty sure I <laughs> really in impressed post. my husband. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like he was really like, oh my God, honey. Because I knew all the tools. I knew all of them, Lou. You'd be so proud of me. Wow. Nice. That is impressive. Oh, look at you. And how Check many me. how many touchdowns oh. does Jordan Love have? Oh, 30. Yeah. There it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 857-557-4-Lou. 857 857- Five five seven four five six eight is our phone number. Let's do this. We will take a, a quick break and um, and then we will. Uh, okay, hold on. What? We, we, why? Why isn't anything working today? What? Shut that big mouth All right, of yours. Let's do this. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. Having a rough morning? Accidentally, some candle wax was spilled on my laminate kitchen floor. Don't know how to fix it? In the bathroom on the first floor, there are some black spots appearing on the wall and on the grout. Well, I got a weird problem. Do we need to sand it? Do we need to prime my it? My jiggly pin has fallen out of my canoe. Hey, 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 there's no booing here. We are Lewin because it's Saturday morning and Lou Manfredini is standing by ready to help. So wipe those eyes, pick up the phone, and stay tuned in to Lou Manfredini and House Smarts Radio. Seven twenty-five in the morning. Lou Manfredini, House Smarts Radio, eight five seven five five seven four. Lou. This is Jack in Schaumburg. Hey, Jack. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, a friend of mine is uh, restoring this hundred-year-old house, and um, the light fixtures uh, in the dining room and uh, living room. The dining room has a real nice ceiling uh, chandelier and some wall sconces. Okay. Matching wall sconces. But, and the, they're uh, kind of a copper color. Um, but the, the patina on these is, is just so wonderful. But uh, at some point, somebody painting this room a long time ago got paint on some of these fixtures. Okay. And I'm afraid to try and get the paint off and and uh, spoil this patina. Are you going to take the Are you going to take the fixtures down? Or are you going to try and do this while they're up? Uh, I'll take them down. Okay. I just talked about this product uh, on WGN TV on Friday. Do you remember a product that's been around forever called Goof Off? Yes. Yes. So that is, you know, I'm assuming it's latex paint, uh, but it could be water ba- or oil base. But um, this goof off product, 
They make it in a couple different bottles, but one of them reminds me of uh, Jack. Were you ever a smoker? Um, many, many years ago. You, did you have one of the silver lighters? You know that you flipped open with your thumb and then you struck it. You know, like the old time lighters that you put in your pocket. Yeah. And remember the yeah. bu- remember the little butane bottle that you would use to fill that lighter. Yes. So they make in the goof off a bottle like that. So the beauty oh. the beauty of that is the tip is small and it won't come out until you squirt it. So okay. you could apply this. What what I would do, two things. I would wear rubber gloves, like latex gloves that fit your hand tightly, right? Because okay. you don't want to get any of that goof off on you and you 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 want to be able to uh you know when you talk about the patina, even the oil from your hands can change a little bit of that. Put a little bit on yeah. there on that latex and let it sit there for you know a couple minutes or so, and then use a either a microfiber towel or a white Scotch Brite pad to kind of massage the paint off of the edges where they've gotten it on the brass. Okay, does that make sense? And it, yeah. it it may it may clean a little bit of that patina, you know what I mean? It may shine it up a little bit, but if you're careful about just applying enough of it to remove it, it should work. And keep in mind that uh, I'm trying to remember if goof off, it's not petroleum based, but there's a there's a slight odor to it. So just do it in a well ventilated area when you're when you're using it. Yeah, um, yeah, and all these fixtures will be taken down. Um, you know, the medallion at the ceiling. Oh, yeah. And uh, That's well, pretty. The, the wall senses, um, because the room needs painting, and I don't want to give paint on them again. No, no, no. No, I love that, that you're going to take care and, and, and preserve that. I think that's great. Yeah, and um, yeah, I just said it's a 100-year-old house. It's kind of a little reality check here, because... Well, I'm 80, and 100 years doesn't seem that bad. <laughs> well, and then the other thing, too, the other thing too, when you talk about a reality check, too, when you think about the houses that are 100 years old, which I'm always, uh, I always think about this, the homes that were built 100 years ago used old-growth lumber to build, right? It wasn't like, it isn't yeah. the lumber that we use now. So the wood that is holding that house together could be 200 years old. Oh, well, yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? At least at least 60, mm-hmm. 70, 80 years old, but there could be wood in there that was 100 years old that was milled and cut down, and then that what was used to build that house. Yeah, this is it's such a wonderful house because um, all the trim is maple. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it's... Uh, Built-in china cabinet yeah, yeah, uh, between yeah. the living room and dining room. That's and a archway. fine example of we don't build them like that anymore. No, no. So, uh, Okay, thank you for the tip. you got to have a great day. Appreciate you calling this morning. 857-557-4LOU. When we come back after uh, news, we have a Noodaloo 2 that is going to hopefully help when it comes to doing the laundry and your socks. I don't know that I'm 100% in on this, 
but there's part of me that thinks it could be a game changer. First, this reported WGN Radio News with Don Kleppen. Noodaloo 2. I just love noodles. No, not noodle. New to. New to Lou. Good times. Noodle salad. No noodles. It's new to Lou. But he does love a good pasta. Now we eat, okay? One up, I eat, everybody. Now back to Lou Manfredini, New to Lou 2, and House Smarts Radio. Papa's got a brand new bag. Lindsay, I have a question for you. Um, not too fancy, at your house, you got two young girls, and so you're probably doing laundry all the time, right? Papa's got a brand new bag. All the time. Um, and is it a shared experience at the Smithwick house? What do you mean? In other words, no. do you and David both do the laundry? Well, this is the funny thing about this new... This is why this weekend's new Tulutu caught my eye, because David, I do not touch David's laundry... At all. Uh, at all. He won't. I mean, I would, but he will not let me touch it because, hmm. well, one, I don't fold things properly in his eyes. And two, <laughs> I lose all of his socks. You lose all his socks. Okay. I like, it's like I eat them, he thinks. I mean, I. I... <laughs> That's very interesting. So, he, so, in other words, at your house, are there two separate laundry uh, baskets? Like when you, oh, yes, when your sure. your clothes that you're done wearing, yes, they go in a, your basket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the girls. Well, no, they we all we all have our own baskets. You all have your own baskets, but then your laundry and the girls' laundry you do, and he does his own laundry. Correct. Huh. Huh. Mm-hmm. That's one because I lose counselor. The yeah, I like that. That's good. And then the, he does his own laundry. <laughs> we even have our own toothpaste. We share toothpaste. No, I mean. I think that's weird. Sharing well, toothpaste. Well, you don't like my toothpaste? It's like like I don't put the top on right. Is it so the same toothpaste? Monica. No, it's not actually. Oh, it's not. So, so it's not like you use one brand and he uses another. No. Like it? Well, no. I mean, he does. Yeah, right. So I get brand. that. Yes. I get that. Yeah. Like, mm. I've talked about that. I was a Crest kid growing up, and then when I got married, it was Colgate. Mm. And then now, I don't think it's Colgate. I think it's Sensodyne. Ah, uh, yeah, know. that's what he uses. What do you use? Crest. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, four out of five dentists. Yes, yes, <laughs> it's true. Okay, well, this has nothing to do, well, it sort of does, of our noodle too, because um, you mentioned you always you eat his socks. Evidently, that is something you find delicious, and our noodle too will keep you from doing that. Take a listen. <laughs> Times have you washed laundry only to be completely bewildered by the fact that one of the socks from the pair is missing when you take it out of the dryer? Ten socks go into the washer, but only seven come out. It's mind-blowing, really. I know. With a background in mechanical engineering, sales, and marketing, Kevin Bunn, father of two and a stay-at-home entrepreneur, came to the end of his rope with losing those socks and in turn put all his skills and efforts into creating this weekend's new Tulu 2 
The Sock Doc. Sock Doc is a laundry system that sorts socks and keeps them together through the entire wash and dry cycle. The way to picture it is, think of uh, two bungee cords side by side, maybe three feet long, and pinched together in multiple spots using non-slip grips. Stay with me. Sock Docs come in a two-pack, and the idea is to hang them on or near your laundry hamper. Instead of tossing those socks into the hamper with your other clothes, keep those socks together and add them to the Sock Doc. Keep those socks on the Sock Doc, which holds up to nine pairs of socks, by the way. Wash everything together, and voila! Perfectly matched clean socks with no sorting required. So if nine pairs go in, you're going to get 18 socks out. Imagine that! Each sock doc goes for $24.99. For more information, check out the House Smarts YouTube channel. And be sure to like and subscribe. I love that ending. That's the best ending ever. <laughs> I want that ending every Noodle It's a new ending for 2024. I want, uh, is that Sid or is that uh, it's Sadie? Both of them. Oh, they, oh, wow. Oh my God, your daughters are young women now. But Sadie has this like retainer in her mouth thing, like the spacers or whatever it's called. The and Expander. so she's going health breath radio. I'm like, no, say house smart. Like, health breath radio. Like, oh, I don't think she can say like, it. Like, mom, I I do not like working with you. You are very demanding. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so cute. Um, I have a question. When you take your socks off, do you turn them inside out? I do. So you'll take. I mean. The kids don't, but right. Yes. But you'll take your socks off, and then do you immediately put them back the right way, or you know, so they can be washed, or do you do it later? Well, I take them off the right way. I like take them off. Oh, you don't toe. take them like top bottom, and they go inside right. out. I take them off the right way. That's funny. Um, you know where all the socks go? I will tell you what the the number one reason of why people lose their socks. What you all put too much in the laundry. And it goes over, it, so in a top load, <clears throat> what kind of washing machine do you have? A top, a top load. Okay. So you know how in the top load, when you put the top load in, you there's like an edge where the drum, you know, when it shakes, you see it, it shakes, but the rest doesn't. They go over the top because you put too much in. And if I took the face of that, uh, if I took the face of the um, washing machine off, I'd find all the socks. Hmm. That is an interesting theory. Well, I'm going to tell then, I'm going to tell you how I can prove it. So we own rental properties, and we and in our rental properties, it come the all the apartments have washers and dryers, and over the years, people are like you know there's something wrong with this washing machine. Well, what are you talking about? Well, I keep losing all my stuff and I can't find it. I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense. It's not eating the stuff. And what it was is you know, and this is kind of typical of renters. They put so, you know, they, and it's included. It's not like you're using a quarter. You know what I mean? And I go, well, let's take a look. And I go and I'm looking and this is, this is years ago. And on a stackable washer dryer, there's two screws on the bottom that you take off. And then the whole front comes off and it exposes the drum. It was like a sock store when I opened it it up. And it was, happened to be a, a young lady who lived in the, in the place and I go, is this one of the socks? You know, like I was having, I was joking with her. That's it. And I go, I go. well, here's what's happening. And I go, when you overload it and it's washing, something kind of sneaks up and goes over the side and it just falls on the inside. So with top loads in particular, 
front loaders, it's a little bit different because there's that rubber gasket. But if you fold it away, sometimes they get stuck in there. I have found them there before. Yeah. Our old, with our old washing machine. Yeah. Um, but interesting. That's or good. I just feel like they go behind the, sometimes like I throw it on top of the dryer and maybe one like slips sure. behind and sure. I don't see it. Right. It's like when you drive around and you see one shoe. Right, when you're driving? Yes. Today when you drive, you yeah. will see on the side of the road so one fun. shoe. Like, why is there just one shoe? Yeah. How? Where's that person in the other shoe? That's so Are they hopping around? the same thing. Yep. You'll see it today. Everyone, now that I said it, you will drive around going, there's that one shoe Lou was talking about. Go to House Smarts, uh, go to YouTube.com slash House Smarts TV for more information. 857-557-4. Lou, this is Debbie in Glenview. Hi, Debbie. You're on House Smarts Radio. Hi, Lou. How are you? I'm doing great. How may I help you this morning? Yeah, so I did a remodel, and I put in some new bifold doors and a new pocket door. Okay. And when they were painting them, I noticed that the edges were rough. Like all the doors in my house, the edges are nice and smooth. I hate these rough edges. They're painted, so it's a little better, but... Is there anything to put over the edges that's paintable or that to make it smooth? So that the actual like the, the, the edge. Door. So the edge. So are they are they hollow core doors? Are they what are they uh, MDF doors? What are they? Probably. Um, I think the pocket door. The pocket door is solid. I think mm-hmm. I don't know, okay. but they're. They're all just rough. Are you going to have the painter come back and do this, or you want to do this? I'll be doing it. And I've already put a new coat on the... I mean, I can paint. Okay, well, before you paint, unfortunately, you need to sand. Yeah, it's too late because they're painted. Well, no, it's not too late. It's You have to sand, and then you're going to paint it again. So what I would do with the edges is you you don't happen to own like a little palm sander, do you? Uh, I used to. I'll have to see if I still have it. Okay, so if you own a little palm sander, and you can put a medium grit sandpaper on it, so there would be something in the 100 grit uh, world, or 120 would be great, or if you want to go find a 150 grit, okay, paper... Put that on the end of it, yeah. and then, like on the pocket door, is really only one edge of the pocket door you need to do, right? Right, just one edge, two on the bifold. Correct. Yeah. So with the bot, with the slider, start with that with the pocket door. Pull that out. Take that palm sander and do two or three passes up and down uh, on that edge, and get it nice and smooth. Dust it off with a damp rag, and then hit it with the trim paint that you used to seal it all up, and then it'll be nice and smooth. And if you're successful there, open up the bifolds, do the same thing, and it should be quick and easy and not really messy. Okay, I'll try it. I did do. I did a handstand before they painted, but that didn't do much. You need a little. You need a little more. You need a little more. Over. Yeah, you need a little more oomph with the sander. Okay, great. Thank you. Have a great day. Appreciate you calling this morning. 7.48 in the morning, broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. This is Jeanette in Yorkville. Hi, Jeanette. Good. Good morning. Good morning. Have you been patiently waiting all week to talk to Lou? How may I help you? 
Well, will the mice go back outside in the spring? All right, well, take a deep breath. Relax, because now is the time. <laughs> I cannot acquiesce to having a mouse in my house. He's taking your questions live about anything going on in your house. All you have to do is pick up the phone. Here he is now, Lou Manfredini and House Smarts Radio. I came in like a Welcome back. 857-557-4LOU. Go back to the phone lines. This is uh, John in Richmond. Hey, John, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Morning, Lou. How may I help you, sir? I have a, I have a question on, uh, actually, about a month ago, you, you answered this for another caller, and I forgot to write it down. I in my in my toilet, which is only about a year old, um, and it's bone colored. The white one that I replaced, I never had this problem. Okay, <clears throat> I have a little ring. But I, I don't. Ha- I have hard water. I don't have a softener. It's and I don't have any problems with rust. You know, um, rusty water or leaving rust spots anywhere in the sinks or anything like that. But just in the toilet where the water sits at that level, I get a little bit of a ring. And I mean, I, I scrub it hard, and it does seem to come off. But like within a day or two, it's back. Is there something I can, a cleaner or something I can use to eliminate that yeah um here's what i think i would try and i think it has more to do with you said it was a white one that you replaced you didn't have this problem the white one i didn't have the problem ever um i've been there for 30 years and i decided to to redo my bathroom and i changed the color to almond or bone whichever you know the light tan and the toilet just shows it up for you know, whatever reason, I don't know. Well, it's interesting. So the, I think it has everything to do with the color. And uh, I just, I I learned something. Uh, we just had a, a glass shower door installed in a shower. And, mm-hmm. um, and a few months ago, we had put a pair of sliding glass doors in a different shower. And when they came out to, you know, measure and everything they said well do you want standard glass or you want the crystal clear glass and i go well whatever glass we have in the other shower and he goes well that's the standard glass that has a little bit of a green tint to it i'm like what are you talking about and then i could go and i look at it i don't see any green tint but the the tile in that room is not white it's a little bit uh like it's an off-white and he says, you don't really okay. see it against that backdrop of color. He goes, but in the new bathroom that I'm having him put the door in, it's all white. And he goes, you'll see the green against the white. So I think okay. you probably always had that filter. Uh, well, uh-huh. and, and but you never saw it against the white for some reason. Now, assuming yeah. there's not some gasket issue with the toilet, but the toilet is new, right? It's a month old, you said. About a year old. Oh, about a year old. Okay. And you, if you take the tank off, you don't see any muckety-muck in there or anything like that. I, I've cleaned it out with that Huraclean, um, right, right, you know, right. a couple. Yep. Okay, so this is, what I, this is what I want you to try. There's a, okay. comp- there's a company called Fluid Master, 
And they're the ones that make like fill valves and flush valves and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, you, you'll, you'll see that name brand at the hardware store, the home center. They make this uh, product called um, flush, flush and sparkle. Okay. And what it is, it's got these little cartridges. It's been around for a while. You hang it inside the toilet. You feed the water line, the water line that comes from your fill valve, into this. And then there's another tube that goes into the overflow that fills the toilet. And it has like a little little cleaner in it, and it cleans that water every time you fill the toilet. And these cartridges, and the things are like 12 bucks for the unit, 12, 15 bucks. But then you have these two little cartridges. I think it comes with the cartridges. And you probably replace the... Yeah, they'll have it. Ace should have it too. But you can unscrew the filter. You screw the filter back in, I think, every three months, something like that. And uh, that should solve the problem. Okay, I will give that a try. Hey, one other quick question. I'm way up here. I'm right at the... uh the, the Cheesehead border here in Richmond. Um, yep. I, I'm looking to uh, reside my house. Have anybody up here in the McHenry County area that I could give a call, get an estimate? For signing. Um, God, I just saw these guys. Let me think about that. Keep listening, and I'll come up with a name for you. Okay, thanks, Lou. You got it, buddy. Appreciate you calling this morning. Hey, the news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. We'll be right back. <laughs> You're tuned in to Lou. I did some research on a tankless water heater. I was told that there's a minimum water pressure. If you've got a question, now's the time to call. And I may not have enough pressure. I was wondering if there is a pressure device that I can check the pressure myself. No pressure. Look at me, I'm like a scientist. Now back to Lou Manfredini. <laughs> Fire up the Bunsen burner and get to work. And House Smarts Radio. Eight eleven in the morning. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. Eight five seven five five seven four five six eight is our number. Um, so I mentioned uh, I'm going to tease a little bit this because I think it's going to be an interesting kind of fun conversation, fun and sweet and sad. But uh, Don and Andy and Lindsay, at 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 seventh eight thirty rather, I'm going to have this conversation with this uh, lovely woman uh, who I didn't meet personally, but I just I just like talking to her. She we talked about uh, decluttering and getting organized, right? Mm. She has this company that that's what they do. But off the air earlier in the week, I had this conversation with Lindsay about. Um, about, you know, as we age and we have all this stuff and the stuff that we're sentimental about, like what here, here's what I can remember. I can remember for, there was a time in my life that I think I was in high school that somebody gave me an SMU sweatshirt, <laughs> Southern Methodist University, the Mustangs. <laughs> the Mustangs, and it had a Mustang on the front of it. Yep. And it was kind of stretched out, you know, and it, it was almost like a Lindsay, what do you call those shirts that someone wears and they're like. Like, you know, they're open like this, and you see your shoulders. Off the shoulder. Off the shoulder, like it's a wide. 
like an 80 yeah okay like the oh, 80s uh, um scoop uh, scoop neck scoop oh, neck yeah. so it was like okay. a scoop it turned into a scoop yeah. nut sweatshirt okay. but i mean i wouldn't wear it like that i'd have a t-shirt underneath it but i love this sweatshirt i'm pretty sure that i had that sweatshirt until we were mary beth and i were married 10 years hmm. and she was like why do you still have this sweatshirt and then i never wore it but i always had it but i kind of miss that sweatshirt just kind of what it represented, you know what I mean? For Youth. sure. <laughs> and so as we age, and I'm talking about like late, way lo- older than I am and, and, and you guys are and Lindsay is, but like what will be those final things that you have? Now, it's going to change, right? I mean, right. Don, you're going to have your first child. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, and so, you know, Lindsay, what you thought was important to you when you were 20 is not the same as it is now that you're 29. And um, so, see what I did there? <laughs> that was very smooth. It's very. Right? It. Smooth, right? right? So smooth, right? That's the key. You got to just do it like you mean it. Yep. And uh, so, uh, you know, and it's different. But um, I'm, I'm, I, there's a part of that conversation that Lindsay's willing to share, because I asked her if she would share it. But we'll do it after we talk about decluttering. So we'll do it at the 9 o'clock hour but I just want you to, you guys want, I want you guys to think about that. That's nice. Yeah. Right. Especially after the holidays when we get a bunch of, you know, new yeah. stuff. Too much stuff. Right. Too much stuff. Mm-hmm. We all have too much stuff. Yeah. And that and sort of figuring out what's important uh, to keep is like, that's something we should constantly be doing. I'm telling you, what's in my ear all the time is our daughter Carmen now is on this, has been for a few years about reusing and, uh, you know, she's a big shopper at, like, Goodwill to reuse, you know, like, clothing is one of those things mm-hmm. that, you know, um, we were just talking. My wife, from the time she was 12 until she was 22, worked at a children's resale store in Evanston. Think mm-hmm. about that. Okay? And at the end of when she was 22 and graduated from college, the ladies that owned the store wanted her to buy it. Hmm. Wow. And she was like, is this all I'm ever going to do is work at a children's resale store? But she said that, you know, back then, especially with children, people would bring in complete outfits that were brand new with the tags on them that the kids never wore. Wow. Because, you know, whatever you buy in children, in children's clothing, right? You buy them something and maybe you put it at the bottom of the drawer and then two months later, they're too big for it. Right. Right. That kind of stuff. So there's a lot of that stuff if you go to Goodwill. Oh, totally. And anyway, so my daughter's all about reusing, and that's always in my head now. Like, um, I could reuse this. Why, why do I need to throw it out? I could, I, I need to build some shelves, and I've got this wood left over from this. I could just use that, you know, instead of, yeah, it'd be easier if I had clean wood in it, but I'll sand it down and paint it. You know, I'm just using an example, but there's a lot of that we can do in our lives, not to have so much stuff. Absolutely. And this conversation I have coming up we'll kind of talk about that and how this company can help you. But then we'll talk a little bit further about a personal story, which I think is very sweet and sad and also contemplative. Nice. would be a great word of the day. Yeah. That's good. 857 Lou. 857-557-4568 is the number. This is uh, Lewis in Elk Grove Village. Good morning, Lewis. Hello. Hello there. Is this Lou? Yeah, this is Lewis. Hi, Lewis. How may I help you? Oh, hi. Hold on one second here. I'll be here. I had the radio on. Sorry. No problem. I 
Lou, it's Lewis. It's uh, nice to speak with you. You again. too. I have a couple of quick questions and um, then a little story. I want to tell you. First, um, do you have a recommendation for a contractor, a roofing contractor that can uh, specialize in metal roofing and service Elk Grove Village? Yes. Um, Lindholm Roofing has a couple of really good metal techs that I have used in the past, and they're excellent. And the phone number uh, for Lindholm Roofing is 888, the number four, Roofer. Very good. Thank you. I got that. Thanks. And uh, consistent with the conversation you are just having over the Thanksgiving break, I reused the cabinet my neighbor was throwing out, and so I resurfaced that and uh, used the sticks primer, and that worked out really well. Isn't so that to, uh, stuff? Isn't that there. stuff amazing? That was great. Yeah. I was so happy with how it turned out, and very pleased to use something that was going to be thrown out and use it again. And yeah. Not yeah. to go out and buy a new one, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah, you. Pro- I, I don't know if you bought a gallon or a quart, but yeah, you met you. You invest a few dollars in that and a little bit of time. And uh, the other thing too is you just get such pride and like, to, oh yeah, I refinished that where I painted that. Look at how nice that looks. And you know, nobody cares that it was at the street. Yeah, it was great. It worked out really well. That's awesome. Now, a little story for you for Christmas. Sure. I had uh, I received a couple of gifts. One of them was a House Smarts book by a Mr. Manfredini. Oh, boy. It was really nice. I was very happy about it. I didn't know you were also an author. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that book was published in, I think, 01. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. But that's not my favorite gift that I got. My right. favorite gift my wife got me was a thermal imaging infrared camera that connects to my phone so I can go around the house and find all the problems in the house. Was it a... Uh, a thermal imaging, meaning that it, it does the, um, what was the name of that company they did? What, what's the name of it? What's the brand? FLIR. FLIR is Fleer. the company that yeah. makes it. it yeah, it, and it's infrared, so it uses the infrared spectrum of light to identify cold spots and yeah. things like that around Yeah, you, that is super cool. It's super cool, and especially if you like technology, it's like uh, it's like using a pressure washer. You can't stop. Right, exactly. you're like, let now me go. The problem. Well, let me go over here, and you, she's like, "Honey, can you come help me with the kids?" And no, 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 I'm, honey, there's a leak over here. But look at this, look at this, and and it just it connects to your phone and uses the camera, and it's such a cool thing. Yeah, well, here's the problem now. Now I've got too many projects going on. So one of the projects <laughs> I want to get your thoughts on. Uh, my daughter's room is freezing cold. Yeah, and so imagine a corner bedroom, two walls exposed. Uh, exterior walls, I should say. And one of those has uh, the chimney from the downstairs den. So the chimney comes up through the bedroom upstairs. You see right? that you see the and chimney. So I'm going around with the camera. Sorry? You see the chimney or is it enclosed in drywall? It's in, it's enclosed in paneling. In paneling, and So okay. what I did is I, I was checking it out and I, I looked at it and I found a little hole where like there was an old uh, electrical outlet or something there. I pulled that out, and I stuck my eyeball in there, and sure enough, there's there's no insulation. Right. None at all. Right. In the paneling around that area. So I ripped all that out, and I put in the um, that wool, like the thermal guard. Owens Corning's got a thermal guard yep. uh, wool insulation. Yeah, yeah, yep. Put that around the, the cinder block that goes around the chimney. Uh, chimney. 
and then I'm just going to put, and I've got the five-eighths in drywall, so I'm going to take that and put it right over that. And then while I'm doing it, I'm also going to do the other wall, the other ex- exterior wall. My, my question to you is, you know, while I have all this ripped out, is there something else I should be doing or thinking about well, you know, to make it really nice and comfortable in that room? Well, adding that insulation, I think, is uh, is key. There is a there's a movement right now in insulation that is gaining steam and has a pretty pretty good track record. Is this reflective? These reflective coils of of insulation that's very thin. It looks like a giant roll of of uh, puffed up uh, aluminum foil. But it's not, you know, it doesn't bend and hold its shape. But it's 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 a, it's you know, some type of synthetic material. But it's it's reflective, and um, the R value you get out of that, and the reflectiveness on the heat loss. If you were to put that, like you could now, if you were remodeling a basement, you would put that on top of the behind the studs, or even on top of the studs, and then drywall it or panel it, and it would reflect the heat and it wouldn't allow it to enter that space and would still allow ventilation behind all of that. And that is something you could use in addition or by itself. And it's kind of counterintuitive because, you know, we've we've kind of thought, well, the thicker the insulation, the better, because that's that barrier, you know, like a big heavy coat. But this reflective insulation uh, is is quite popular. And when you read some of the studies of what uh, it's used for and how it's used, it makes a world of difference. Oh, that's right. So I would put that before the drywall. Are you going to so dry? Right are you going to dry? Are you going to drywall it? Yeah, that's yeah. Because that wool, that wool insulation from Owens Corning doesn't have a vapor barrier, right? No, it does not. So put that on the studs, and then put the drywall over the top of that. Ah, great, great, awesome. That's a good suggestion. Thank you. You got it, Lewis. I appreciate you calling. Enjoy the book. I hope you enjoy reading it. It was designed to be the what to expect when you're expecting book for your home. That's nice to see that people are still... that keeps giving. The gift that keeps on giving. Time to hear from Lindsay about what's new at Builder Supply Outlet. Transform your bathroom into a sanctuary of relaxation. Add a luxury freestanding tub or new alcove-style bathtub. In stock right now at Builder Supply Outlet. They're both deeper than the average tub, so as you sink in, your stress melts away. Freestanding tubs are available in white and black and alcove tubs in white. Plus, choose from a variety of shower bases and doors in brushed nickel or matte black. Your tub tranquility awaits you at BuilderSupplyOutlet.com. Hey, Lou. I wasn't paying attention, and I got super glue all over our dining room table. What you made me do? The refrigerator is always getting dirty. I get a fingerprint on it, and I get yelled at. Now back to your host, Lou Manfredini. It's usually true that when you just ignore problems, they just get better. Right here on House Smarts Radio. Look what you just made me do. Look what you just made me do. Look what you David was right. 857-557-4-Lou. This is uh, Bob in Naperville. Good morning, Bob. You're on WGN. Good morning. Morning. My question is, I have an old house. I've been rehabbing an old toilet, and it has a black ring where the normal uh, water level would be, and it's been sitting for a long time. I tried CLAR. CLR and Comet, Comet's kind of caked on there now. Any suggestions? 
Yes, uh, there is a um, a toilet uh, cleaner that uh, comes in a brown bottle, and I'm totally having a senior moment now, and I'm forgetting it. It's made in <laughs> Eldora, Iowa. The brown toilet cleaner in the brown bottle, Lindsay, remember uh, uh, the, uh, oh my gosh, Orion used to do the ads. The toilet cleaner in the brown bottle. What is it? It completely wink, wink toilet. What? Bo- yeah, wink. I thought that was so obvious. I didn't even say. W i n k toilet. Yeah, wink toilet cleaner comes in a small brown bottle, and uh, well, it's a vi- if is it a white toilet? Yes. Okay, because you can only use it on white toilets. So what I would do is take a cup. You know, take a couple of. Get the water level below the line, right? Yep. Then squirt this around the perimeter of the toilet. It's a it's a strong cleaner. And if that doesn't do it, it's not coming out. Wear some gloves and yeah. use a Scotch-Brite pad, a white Scotch-Brite pad, and then squirt it on there and then kind of in a circular motion kind of scrub it off and... Uh, and you should be able to get rid of it. Wink. Would Menards or Home Depot carry that? They should. So will so will your local Ace. Oh, Ace does that. Mm-hmm. Oh. For sure. Okay. Good. I got a comment for you in regard to replacing a cartridge in a faucet sink. I talked to you the other week, and you said to uh, put some vinegar and water. Also saturate that or WD-40, and that stuff did not work, and I hammered it with a hammer in regard to, you said, the alignage hammer, that that didn't work. So what I did, I bucked up the, the handle on the faucet and took a nail set and hit that there, and that did the trick. So mm. it might be another suggestion. That's very good. I told you to use vinegar and water. You sure you were? I thought you did. You sure you were talking to me? White vinegar. Yeah. Yeah, I don't normally. I don't normally. I don't normally recommend that. But uh, you weren't talking to the show later. But it was me, though, right? Yeah. All right. Well, okay. I'm glad then you got it off. It. That's that's good that you did. But I'm not a big vinegar and water. That's not something I normally give out. But that's good. I'm glad. That's uh, a little bit of you know that nail set idea. That's a great tip because. Many times the calcification, it, it can be rock solid, right? But it's just a little bit of a grab, and that little bit of shock to it can loosen it up. So that was that was good that you figured that out. Look at you. You're like MacGyver. <laughs> I try anything. <laughs> you have a good rest of your day. Same to you. Thank you. Bye-bye. 857 All right, coming up, we're going to have a, a discussion about getting organized. I think you're going to find it to be a really interesting discussion. Go into it with an open mind, because we all have too much stuff. That's coming up after this report of WGN Radio News with Don Kleppen. That's right. We've all got our issues. I've been getting this constant leak in my basement every time it rains. And if yours are about the home, you're going to want to call Lou. My toilet keeps spitting back up at me when flushing, and it's really gross. That's Lou Manfredini. He's here live taking your calls right here on House Smarts Radio. Why do you build me up, build me up, up, baby? Welcome back. 
Welcome back to House Smarts Radio. Lou Manfredini. All right. Um, I think I've mentioned this, that uh, my wife and I uh, downsized. And we came to a unbelievable conclusion that <laughs> we have just too much stuff. I mean, we even when we thought we got rid of stuff, we moved too much stuff and we still had too much stuff. This time of year, you know, over the first of the year, everybody's like, I'm going to lose 10 pounds and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to learn to play the guitar. But I think a lot of us are like, I need to get more organized. And sometimes you need a little help. There is a company called The Clutter Curator, and the founder is Sarah Parisi. She's also a professional organizer and productivity consultant, and she joins us on the House Smarts Radio hotline. Sarah, good morning, and welcome to House Smarts Radio. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat. What I just said, I have to imagine a lot of people come to you and say the same thing. Not about the losing the weight and learning to play the guitar, but um, but, but of trying to get organized. I mean, we, my uh-huh. wife and I lived in a home for 22 years where we raised our family. And obviously, you get a lot of stuff when you're in a house like that. But yeah. then you realize yep. we all just have too much stuff. Uh, tell me a little bit about what you do and, and specifically what the Clutter Curator does. So when we're working with clients, we're focused on editing and changing habits. Because if we edit out a bunch of stuff, but someone is still a shopper or just like wants to accumulate things from friends or family, whatever it is, if we don't change the habit, it just keeps coming in. Right. So we really hone in on our clients' habits and then what their goals are for their home or life. So if they are trying to lose 10 pounds, we want to make sure that their kitchen is set up in a way that's really easy to cook and the foods that are in there are there that are going to support them. Um, So we really look at the big picture of what our client are hoping to achieve long-term so that we can create a system that's going to support that as they evolve. So this isn't just about like getting rid of the 15 sweaters and you only wear three. This is more than that. So it's so much more than that. People cry, laugh, everything in between during a session. And it's it's like you're in home therapist because there's so much weight and energy in our stuff of like, oh, my aunt made that for me. I have to keep it. But it, I don't have enough space for the things I actually need. So it's, there's so much that we learned about our clients during a session. And it's so good for them to vocalize why they're keeping things because a lot of times once they hear it, they're like, that doesn't make sense. Right. I can get rid of that. Right. It's no longer needed in my house. So is is that how you yeah. start? I mean, you come in and sort of talk with your your prospective clients and and kind of say, mm-hmm. you know, what is your goal? What is it you're going to do? And you're kind of looking around and trying to get a feel for what you see and then making some initial suggestions for people? Um, we have a consultation, of, a video consultation that will talk through all those items so that the day that we actually meet in person, we're working. We are getting rid of some stuff. We're opening up space. Because we want that momentum, just like when you're trying to lose 10 pounds. If you lose two pounds that first week, you're feeling good and you want to keep going. Yeah. So once we get we meet, we start working. People are like, how much can you get done? It's, it really depends on how motivated the client is and how um, how nostalgic or how much their things you know matter to them. Is I'm curious yeah. because as you you talk, you know, you've been doing this for a while, and I have to imagine that there are some consultations and some. Like, what do you call it when you when you you know end up going to their house? Is it like a like a? Do you have a name for it? Like an engagement or That's something? Our, like our first session, our first session. Your session, right? So, 
I have to imagine that you have some that go really well, right? That you have clients that are like, Sarah, I am in and yes, get rid of that. I never wear that sweater and whatever it is. But then do you sometimes get to these sessions where people almost get overwhelmed and they're like, stop, stop, stop. I can't do this. Absolutely. And we have clients that like will feel physically ill before we come because their anxiety, they're so stressed. And we just remind them that we're not there to judge. We're just there to help and whatever pace feels comfortable to them. We're happy to, you know, go at that pace. But a lot of times we do check-ins with a client, say an hour in or two hours in, and you can, you're in their space, you're with them. So you can get a sensation of how they're feeling during it. But we'll do check-ins be like, you know what, how about you take a break and we'll, we'll continue folding these items and you can come and make decisions. So people absolutely get overwhelmed in this process or have an idea of how much they can get rid of. And then when push comes to shove, they're like, Ooh, this is a lot harder than I expected. So those are things we talk through and find ways to still achieve goals that they had, but maybe not, maybe it's more of a phase project where in a month that we'll have a back and we'll keep kind of chipping away at it. And is it the type of thing that, you know, in other words, are there all different, um, what's, how, how am I trying to say this? In other words, some people really need a ton of help, right? I would imagine that there are some times that you perhaps go into someone's home and it is just filled with stuff. I'm not maybe saying, you know, someone that would you would classify as a hoarder, but just a lot of stuff. But then maybe there's other people that don't have as much, but still feel the anxiety of having too much and wanting to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. There's a full gamut, right, when it comes to these types of projects. Yeah. Every day is different. Some days we're in massive homes. Some days we're in studio apartments. Some clients send me photos, and I'm like, are you applying for a job? Your home's so organized. I can see what the problem is. Um, it just, it, it, so it's really fun to have those consultations and work with the clients. To, it's just problem-solving, and it's being like, okay, you're organized, but it's not working for you. And having fresh eyes and someone come into the space to reorganize it and reset it up, they're like, oh, this feels so much better, and it, it really is going to work for me now. Let me ask you this. You know, people listening going, okay, yeah, I could really use Sarah's help, and, and I know you have a team of people that, that work with you to do this, but how do you, like, how do you... how? Obviously, they, to get started, if they need some help, they're going to contact you, and we'll give people how, how they do that. But what are some kind of things to think about, like when I'm, I want to get organized, how do I get my head around how I'm going to do this or get started? Because, right, I would imagine that your clients have to, as you mentioned, have to be in the right mindset to let, you know, essentially a perfect stranger come into their home to say, do you really want this? Do you really need this? Um, I tell them to focus on the low-hanging fruit, the stuff that is easier. So start with just walking your space and seeing the things that you don't want. I'll be on a call with clients, like a consultation, and they're like, I already know I want to get rid of X, Y, and Z. So I'm like, do that. Like, bin it up and get it into a space so that we can easily take it for donation at the end of the session. But if you are starting on your own, just walk your space and just see what, how much you feel comfortable letting go of just without organizing, without having any kind of clear goal in mind outside of just editing out things in your home. Right. Um, if that feels overwhelming, I also tell people to start in a space that has, will have the biggest impact. So if your kitchen counters are always full, work to see how we can edit out some stuff in there and have a section of your counter clear and say, this has to stay clear. Like, this is my holy grail and I'll work towards like making it larger and larger as I continue this process. Right. Kind of helps you decide on like what to keep and not keep. And I, and I'm sure too, that for a lot of people, there's a lot of sentimental Mm -hmm. stuff that you really have to be cognizant of. Right. Yeah. 
we we ask about everything because a random piece of paper might actually be the most important thing in the world to them. Yeah. So sentimental items, as you come across them during this process, I say to create one zone in your home where they all go. And that's a really important time to be thoughtful, not not moving fast, and really thinking about the items because I can't replace something your aunt gave you. I can replace a glass if it breaks or if you donate something, a t-shirt, and you have to rebuy it, that's what it is. Right. But when it comes to sentimental items, it's really important to take your time in those and like have a clear goal of how you want to honor the different people or a bin that feels the right size that you want to fill with your sentimentals, whatever it is. But having some parameters around that. We have people listening, you know, that maybe have uh, small children or grandchildren, right? And when you have kids, uh, especially younger kids, that can get really out of hand. Um, it, do, do you all help with that as well? Absolutely. Today we worked with a family of five, and their kids were really excited about it. They were great at editing. They knew how they wanted their rooms to be. They were on board. We have other children that are, like, not interested at all and really sentimental on their items. And what I tell parents is to do a first edit without them there. But you know there's toys, you know there's clothes that they don't won't remember. But if you present them to them, they're going to be like, oh, my gosh, I need that. This is a shiny penny. i got to keep it. Right. So doing that first sleep without the kids and then bringing them into the process will help empower them, but also still get your goal of decluttering and organizing their space. Right, right. That makes such sense. Now, when you, after you have this video consultation and you come into what you mentioned, your first mm -hmm. session, um, is there like a minimum amount of time that you spend? Do you, do you, uh, you know, like is the video consultation yeah. where somebody gets an idea of like, what it may cost to engage your services for this? Because I would imagine that every single, you know, you mentioned earlier that sometimes I get uh, videos from people you think you're applying for a job because they're so organized, but then other times, yeah. you know, you can look at a video and go, wow, we're going to have to spend a whole day there. Yeah. So we, after the consultation, a client will get an email with the plan for the day, the expectation of how long their project's going to take, the pricing, so they'll go into it knowing what the fee will be. Um, most clients, I'm, I'm pretty spot on. I know how long it's going to take. If we hit a client that is really nostalgic and I'm like, ooh, this, is, this, this category is going to take a lot longer than I expected, then we focus in on the other areas of, that they wanted to work on, and then that becomes maybe its own project in itself. Yeah. Um, I'm just curious. But most, most clients think it's going to take weeks and, and a couple days their home's done and they're like, wow. And I'm like, yep. And do, do you help, do you help coordinate? Like I, I would imagine that when you're decluttering and getting rid of this, these items, do you mm -hmm. coordinate like where they go or do you, uh, cause I mean, I would worry that if you're like, all right, well, here's all the bags. We put them in the garage and then you leave. And then someone goes, I'm going to go and empty that bag. Right. Like, does that happen? No. Yeah. <laughs> um, we make sure we take all the donations just because we love, but we don't trust our clients. So we take it all away. <laughs> and it, they don't have to do anything afterwards. It's a nice cherry at the end. Right. Um, but we have different local uh, companies that we donate to for kids clothes. There's a company that we bring stuff to them and it goes right up back out to the community. I use my local buy nothing group on Facebook, like purchase nothing, B-U-Y. Right. And it's awesome. Our community is so big on it and I can easily get client items right back out to the community to be used. Um, 
for other times, Salvation Army, Goodwill, or another, you know, option just for, you know, getting big amounts of donations out. I tell a lot of clients, a lot of times people don't donate things because they want it to go specific to a place and they have this whole kind of list of things to do before they can get it out of their home. And I say, when you're doing a proper reset, don't worry about that in this moment. There might be a few things that you're like, I know this can go to this area or this company. It's going to be great. But you really want to make sure you get it out of your home and then you can enjoy all the fruits of your labor. You know, I can hear in your voice that you are a kind, caring person and someone would be lucky to have you come in and help them with this. I know that it's a it's hard for a lot of people, us being just going mm-hmm. through it, getting out of a home and, you know, downsizing and really trying to make those decisions. We're, we're not big keepers, my wife and I, but it was still... It's difficult, and sometimes having a yeah. an impartial eye and someone to talk things over with, I think, can be so helpful, and that's what the Clutter mm-hmm. Curator is all about. So if people, Sarah, want to engage your services and, and, and a member of your team, how do they do that? They can email me at sarah at cluttercurator.com or follow along on Instagram and social media. Instagram, it's the underscore clutter underscore curator. Um, and we're constantly giving tips and inspirational photos of our client spaces to get people motivated and excited to do it on their yeah. own. One last question. Uh, you know, this is yeah. for this is for tales uh, from the clutter curator. Have you ever done a project <laughs> where you're in the middle of it and then a client just says, I can't do this. You guys have to leave. Um, one client had a migraine. And she went to her room, and we had worked together for a while, so she had to go to her room and sleep while we finished up. But no, we've never had anyone that was like, nope, not interested. This isn't good. Right. Good. That's good. That means you're caring people and you're trying to help, which I think it's great. And in the new year and then throughout, it is, I have to tell you, as someone that got out of a bigger house and went to a smaller home, it is quite liberating to have less stuff, and then it kind of changes your mood. Like, I don't, well, I don't need that. I never wear that, or whatever yeah. it is. And so, it's addicting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, ju- I'm just wearing a t-shirt right now. That's it. No, I'm kidding. I'm wearing f- full clothing. Don't worry. Um, it's so nice to talk with you. The website is theCluttercurator.com. If you'd like to learn more, Sarah Parisi is the founder also a professional organizer and productivity consultant. So nice to speak with you today. Thank you so much for taking the time. Absolutely. Thank you. You're listening to House Smarts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. Very organized. Our phone number is 857-557-4LOU, 857-557-4568. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. Hey, I hear you. Sometimes it's tough to keep up with what Lou's talking about. Okay, but the diatomaceous earth, you can actually use that in gardening. I want you to buy a product called Concrobium Mold Control. Concrobium. But let me tell you, sometimes he has a hard time keeping up with us, too. You listen to for Dundini on Smart, Smart Radio. Come on, Lou, keep up. What he said, you're listening to Lou Manfredini and House Smarts Radio. Welcome back. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. This is Dave in Samanac. Hey, Dave. Good morning. Morning, Lou. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Hey, um, 
I wanted to ask your advice on this. I've never done it. And before I tackle this, I want your guidance. I noticed that our microwave is shifting in the cabinet above the stove. And I've never installed one of these or fixed one. And I see some what looks like some unusual bolts going through the bottom of the shelf that's above it. And then there's like a metal, like a stamped sheet metal bracket thing that looks like it's mounted to like a plastic block behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm going to take this apart and fix it, how do I go about it? Where is it shifting? On the right side, as you're looking at it, facing it above the stove, the right side is hanging. And I think the only thing that might be holding it is the fact that it's butting up against the other cabinet because I see the one screw on the right side is lifted up and out of place, and the one on the left side seems to still be seated. Okay. So the way this works is, a way a microwave above the stove works is that metal plate is mounted to the wall. And uh-huh. in the bottom edge of that plate, it's like a little hook, uh, like yep, a long... I see it, and it's, it's, it's hooked on the left side, and on the right, it is not. Okay, well, you may be able, on the right, to just go mm-hmm. grab that thing, and with your right hand, give it a little pop, and pop it yeah. back in. Yeah, but I tried that a little bit, and it was kind of, and then I'm... Okay, so strong. But okay, it so didn't do, want to move. So those. So what? How this works is, if I was if, if I was installing it, I'd mount that plate. I'd take the microwave. Mm-hmm. I'd feed the the cord up through the hole that goes through the cabinet. I'd hook it on that bottom lip, and it would hold the back of the microwave, right? Yes. Then I would lift the microwave up and drop those two bolts in to screw it up to hold it to the cabinet. So if you loosen those two screws, the front of the microwave will drop. And you'll actually probably, those screws are long. You probably can just loosen the screws a little bit to give yourself a little bit of play. And then pop it into place and screw the screws back up. Okay, that's pretty much what I thought, but I wanted to ask you first because I didn't want to do something and mess it up. Those screws are nice and long, and I bet if you loosen them up and you pop it in place, it should go and have no problem. Thanks so much for the phone call. Hey, the news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. Oh, no break. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I thought we were breaking. We we have a little bit of time. Okay. After 9 o'clock, after 9 o'clock, when we come back, um... I just had the nice conversation uh, with Sarah uh, about uh, decluttering. And uh, you can email her, Sarah, and it's S-A-R-A-H at theclutturecurator.com if you want to, you know, get them to help you out a little bit. She seems like a nice lady. And, um, but Lindsay and I were talking about, you know, all the stuff that we have and the sentimental stuff. And she has a very sweet story to tell about uh, she just lost her grandmother uh, recently uh, who lived a very long, lovely life. And um, but uh, something that she shared with me, which was very sweet um, and it started a conversation and we were in the middle of conversation. I said, wait, 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 let's not talk about this now because I really want to share this conversation with you as well. We'll talk about that uh, after the nine o'clock news with Don Klepp and sports with Andy Mazur and more House Smarts Radio coming up. Don't go away. We'll be right back. I'm Bob Surratt. You're listening to Lou Manfredini. Sacrete or Quickcrete. 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 And House Smarts Radio. And has a 4.9 Google 
Google. Google rating. He really does know what he's talking about. Sometimes he just has a hard time getting uh, it out. Joining me on the phone line is Cat Cataringola. <laughs> I had it. Ding. Ding 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 dong. Now back to Lou Manfredini taking your calls live. Caringola. There you go. You're doing great, Lou. Don't worry about it. Right here on House Smarts Radio. Even the guests give me a hard time. Welcome back. How Smarts Radio. 857-557-4 Before we get back to your phone calls. So we had this conversation uh, with the clutter curator about getting organized in 2024. And I mentioned that uh, we just have too much stuff. We all have too much stuff. And uh, a lot of it has sentimental value. And even uh, our guest, Sarah, said, you know, you have to tell me what that stuff is. Like if there's a piece of paper that is like, you know, some handwritten note. Um, Like my wife has, uh, she has a a binder of recipes in, you know, like all like things that, you know, people will share. Oh, here's my recipe for this or whatever. And it's a piece. And it's uh, like when you open it up. Thing, it would explode, you know, like there's so much stuff. But in there are handwritten recipes from her mother in her mother's handwriting. Those are special because her mother is not here, right? And very sweet and kind. Um, Lindsay, recently you lost your grandmother. I did. My last living grandparent I lost earlier in December. Um, she lived down in Florida. And uh, when she passed, my uncle, who also lives in Florida, went to her um, nursing home room and gathered all of, you know, had to gather all of her belongings. Mm-hmm. And he drove them to our home for Christmas, for our Christmas party that we had. And so after the party was over and we did a lovely toast to her, um, we, my mom and I sat down and went through this box that my Uncle Bruce brought. And as we were going through it, we were kind of, I was thinking to myself, this is so sad, you know, like her whole life, her she whole life story. She was how old when she passed? She was, oh gosh, she was 90, oh gosh, mama, I think she's listening to 97, I believe. Wow. And she lived a God great life. God bless her. Right. That's great. Yeah. Um, I'd write that ticket any day, or sign that ticket any day. Um, but when we were going through this box, we kind of were, were I was thinking to myself, everything, her whole life is contained, confined to this one box right now, and we're going through it, and some things we're right. keeping, and some things we're not. Right. And since then, though, everything, I've been doing some decluttering myself in my house, and everything that I pick up, I go, would this be in my box? <laughs> 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 nope. Chucking it. Right. I'm just really trying to get rid of all of right. the things that we don't, we have so much stuff. Right. So is it But then when you think about later, like later in your life, Right. And um, I mean, here your grandma lived to be in her late 90s, which is amazing. Yes. Um, and lived a, a good into her late 90s. Right. Like, I mean, she was, yeah. you know, with it. And I mean, everything you want if you're going to live that sure. long. But then you were like, what would be in my box? You were like, what would be in I, my box? You know, and if you think about it, you know, like you or me or Andy or Don or Bob, you know, what would be in that box? Yeah. It's good to think about 40 like, years from now. The yep. new Marie Kondo. Like, what did she said? What does it bring you joy? I'm saying, would it go in your box, Lou? Yeah. <laughs> right. I like it. But it is. 
It is interesting to think well, about. Well, and you know, you've, you've, I've, I know, I have friends who are now in their late 80s who are going into, um, not necessarily assisted living, but going into a much smaller place, you know, where they had a huge house that they raised their family in, and then they maybe downsized to a town home or something like that. Yes. And every time you do that, you're like, I don't really need this. I don't really need this. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, I don't know what would be, I, I, I know for sure one thing would be in that box. What's that? And I've mentioned this on the air before, that for some reason, I have the handkerchief that my late sister gave me on her wedding day hmm. and i was eight and i have moved a lot and had a, been a lot of different places since i've been eight years old and i can tell you exactly right now and i've moved again where that hmm. where that handkerchief yeah. is wow. you know and that my sister gave me when i chased after her crying because i thought she was leaving forever and she was just oh. going on her honeymoon yeah. right and um and it's faded and old, but I there's like some, and now that my sister has passed, mm. you know. But I'm sure there would be, sure. there's a there's a great photo of our kids that was on a Christmas card when they were little that I love that is in a frame, and that picture will be with me forever. And uh, and actually, we just recently in our recent Christmas card took a picture. You know, now our son Quinn is married. And we we all went for a family dinner to Club Lucky, and we took a picture. Which, by the way, you should all go to Club Lucky. Writing it down, nice. Writing it down. Andy, have you been there? I have not. Take your wife to Club Lucky. Okay, it's like a classic Bucktown, classic Italian, great uh, dining room. School. Walk in, and there you walk into this bar. Like Al Capone, I think, hung out at the bar or something. Something like that. Sweet. And the food's fantastic, and the service is great. Anyway. We took this great family picture, and it's Carmen and Liam and Mallory and Max and Mary Beth and I and Quinn and Amy, and it's this great picture of all of us. I'm like, that would be in my box. What would be in your box, Lindsay? Well, I don't, I don't know yet. I mean, I whenever I get rid of things, I think, would my girls use this? My mom, I feel, love her, but she's a, and I am a purger too. But my mom is a purger, and there's things that I wish that she had kept from mainly clothing. I don't know. I just think it's it's cool to wear. Oh, and this is my grand. I have my grandmother's coat that. Um, and I love this to tell people. Oh, I love your coat. Oh, it's my grandmother's. It's got her initials Ooh, on the inside. This is a good one for you, Don, because you're going to have a baby. Mm-hmm. So my friend Judy and her daughter Carly, who's now Carly, is she thirty. She might be close to thirty. She was big into sports, and she over the years saved every. You know when they play like little league. You know, softball or baseball, whatever. Sure. You get a shirt, right? You're yeah. on the Sox. You're on the Twins. <laughs> yeah. You know, you get, right, every year you're a different team, right? Yeah. She saved every one of those shirts and then made it into a blanket. Oh, wow. That's so I cool. I love it. That is cool. Yeah. So cool. I still have all mine. You do? I have all my little t shirts. No way. I have in a box in my closet. See, wow. you should make it into a blanket. Yeah. Would you ever do that? Would you ever, Would you ever do that? I don't know. I mean, I, I think I, I, I kind of like them as they are. Maybe you'll put them in little <laughs> frames. Well, there's, totally. You know, Andy's box, it's going to be a trunk. Yeah. <laughs> Mine has to be a trunk. I have so much sports memorabilia that I've collected over the years <laughs> that has Andy's sentimental be value to me. Because, back up that U-Haul. Well, because... <laughs> see what Uncle Andy had, like, right. oh, you know, all yeah. that kind of stuff. I've got right? a bunch of stuff that was signed by Ron Sano, and I, oh, that's so you know, those are things oh. I would never part with. You know, no matter what they were worth, because they mean more to me than it would mean oh, yeah. you know the, the, sure. the monetary value of it. Yeah. I also have a, a baseball 
that I got when my grandfather took me to a Cubs game in 1977. We were one of the very few people that was there because it was a uh, Tuesday in September. 1977. And they were playing the Cardinals. <laughs> right. And there was a ball hit down the line. And we were sitting uh, you know, up from the bullpen when the bullpens used to be on the field. And the ball went into the bullpen. And, and my grandfather took my glove and dropped it over the side of the, the, the railing. I was like, what are you doing? You, you, that's, that's my glove. Well, I didn't know, but he had talked to the bullpen coach that if the ball came down there, it, we could have it. And next thing you know, he gives me my glove back and there's a ball in it. No way. So I've got that in a in a in a case that that I, goes in your box. That goes in the sure. box. And I discovered when my parents left, I discovered a bunch of things that I wrote as a as a second grader, a first grader, or second grader. And I also discovered some notes that my dad wrote to me when I left for college, because I was the first one in the family to go to and uh, of the kids, to, I'm the oldest to go to college. I'm sentimental. I'm a sentimental Andy fool. Wins. Andy wins. Andy wins. Yeah. yeah. My wife will tell you that you know she she's the perjurer. And I just have a hard time parting with any of that stuff because it just, I look at it and, and it brings back memories. Yeah, which is wonderful. A I cookie mean, jar. Is, I have a cookie jar is, from my mom's, from my grandma, uh, my mom's mom. A cookie uh, jar. Because we used to take cookies, cookies out of it. it. No, no. <laughs> no. Do you need to borrow Lou's hanky? I, I need to borrow a lot of stuff. Because, <laughs> yeah, I need to borrow like some more, some more space <laughs> in my house because that. I, but so I, but sweet. see, now yeah. I like, but see the thing. So here's the thing. Is like you would not be a candidate for that clutter company to come no. out because you'd be like, nope, no, nah, I'm good. I'm going to keep going. all this stuff. Yeah, right, I could, right. I could, I could clutter people's houses. I can't declutter them. <laughs> yeah, right. Because I like too much stuff, and Can I, I put just, this box yeah, over here? Just, just too much, but too many memories. Sweet. Yeah. I mean, look at just even just hearing you, yeah. and how you describe all that, like the letters from your dad yeah. and, and back and forth. Those are very, those to me are super sweet. They're cool, and those go in the box for sure. But that's an interesting thing. Like, does it go in my box? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you Don, think- did Don answer? Uh, I was just thinking about it. I, the thing, the only thing I can think of is uh, I have a teddy bear that my uh, my mom's dad, my grandpa Lion, gave me when I was he he passed when I was about one and a half. But mm-hmm. I had it all through my childhood, and uh, my grandma always tells the story about like when he did pass. Even though I was that young, uh, I went into his study where he would always hang out, like with me, and like ask the question where he was basically like I mm. registered even then that he was gone and I remember the you know that teddy bear meant a lot to me growing up and it still does and wherever I go it's I've still got it in some box somewhere that's sweet I love that I mean yeah this is really I wasn't going to share this because it's so, it's a little embarrassing but I cuz I am 43 and I <laughs> Still sleep. Wait a minute, you're 43. I told everybody you were 29. Well, I'm just proud to be alive right now, <laughs> right so on. I'll go with 43. Right on. But I still sleep with um, perhaps like a little um, blankie that my Aunt Tony made me before I was born. <laughs> that is now with three blankies because it's so thin and like paper esque. And my husband and kids won't like even get into the bed with. It like they like have to. It has to be on the other side of the bed because it's mm. so gross. But I love it. <laughs> have you ever washed it? Oh well, blue. of course I've washed it. But like now it's more so like a dip because it's so thin. <laughs> if I wash it, it'll, it'll fall apart. Right. right. Okay, but then hand wash only. That's sweet. I well, love that. That is My nice. My kids are going to appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. they'll remember I love that. Like, that goes in the box. Exactly. Like I have to put it in. I have to put it. They'll hold it up. It'll be like the size of a quarter. They'll be like, "Remember, this was my mom's blanket. (laughs) It'll be a hanky." Put it away. I had to put it away when the cleaning ladies come because I'm so worried 
they're going to take it as a rag. Oh, <laughs> right. Right. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Good right. call. Oh, yeah. Oh, to watch that. that would be, for sure. That would be traumatic. You'd <laughs> Absolutely. be like racing through the garbage cans. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, think about that, all of us, you know, as we get older and you get to kind of decline. And, and, and the thing is, we all have too much stuff. And so you have too many shoes. You have too many shirts. You have too many socks. And, you know, all that kind of stuff. And we can thin all that out and somebody can use it. That's the thing. Somebody else can use that stuff. And, um, you know, Goodwill or other organizations like that will take it and you you can know it goes to good use. And then... But keep those things that mean a lot to you because someday they're going to end up in the box and they're going to tell your story, which is pretty cool. Yes. Right on. Yeah. 9.23 in the morning, 857 Lou. Thanks for allowing me to indulge a little bit. I just thought that was a sweet story about Lindsay's grandmother and kind of thinking you know, ahead and kind of where we're going to be at and what our story will be. I'll get back to more of things you have questions about after this break. You know, I get emails all the time from people. This one came in. It says, Dear Mr. Fixit, when I got home from playing golf, my wife had left a note on the refrigerator door, and it read, It's not working. I can't take it anymore. Gone to stay with my mother. The guy said, I wasn't sure what to do. He goes, I opened up the fridge, the light came on, and the beer was cold. What the heck is she talking about? <laughs> He's here all morning, folks. Enjoy the veal. Now back to Lou Manfredini <laughs> on House Smarts Radio. Welcome back, 857-557-4Lou, 857-557-4568. I have, uh, didn't I already talk to Dave and Salmonac? You just put up the number one. Who's this on number one? Adolfo? Ted in Geneva, Lou. Ted in Geneva. Well, hold on a second. Just so we're clear, can you go on the microphone, please? You just put up the number one finger. And yes, it wasn't the and it wasn't the <laughs> that I'm number one, and so I went to one, and I was like, "That's Dave that I thought we talked about." Lou, I lost myself in a moment, and then I went to one, and then you put up two right away. Yes, I just did. to make me look bad. No, who's this? Where? What is your name, sir? My name is Ted Lou from Geneva. Ted from Geneva, you're exactly who I wanted to speak with. How how may I help you, Ted? Yeah. Funny, you're the same guy I wanted to talk to as well. So listen, <laughs> well, I got a. This is working out great. <laughs> this is perfect. Uh, question: So my son owns a condo in an older building in Lakeview. Okay. And he wants to remodel his bathroom. <clears throat> and one of the things that he wants to do is possibly move the toilet from where it is about maybe five feet along the same wall next to the tub. And is that something that's even feasible? You said he's in an apart, like a condo? He owns a condo in Lakeview, yeah. It's an okay. older building. And what Chicago, floor yeah. is he on? Third. Okay. Yes, it's possible, but the difficulty in doing it Depends. So if the current toilet flange is in a space where, uh, so I'm going to, for the sake of the argument, if I'm standing at the door into the bathroom, is the tub on the outside wall? Correct. Okay. 
So there's a good chance that the floor joists run in that direction, meaning when I'm standing at the doorway and if I took the floor up and I looked at the floor joists, they're running away from me towards the outside wall. Okay. And if that flange is in a space between two of those floor joists, it could be as easy as, and this is for a plumber, but they would open up the floor... They would cut the pipe, which is probably uh, cast iron. They'd put a collar on that cast iron and put a 90 on it and move it that, what did you say, five feet? How many feet? Yeah, four or five feet, roughly. They'd run a new pipe and pop up a flange like that and make that connection. But if the joists go the other way, it's a bigger conversation and maybe not just, even possible. Well, it's not that it's not possible, but now I have to drill through the I have to drill through the floor joist. Now chances are in an older building they're probably two by tens or two by twelves. So I could drill I could. A plumber could drill a four inch hole through there to make that collar go through and it can be done. Okay. All right. Well, th- that's the good news. Uh, I mean, he's just, it's, it's an old bathroom and he just needs to get it redone. So the good news is the floor is going to get ripped up and that's all part of the remodel. Correct. So, Correct. So it isn't, I think, yes, I it think, can be done. It's just a question of how much work is involved. Correct. All right. Great. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Thanks, Ted. You too. Happy New Year. Appreciate you calling this morning. All right. Let's go into the WGN Radio Newsroom. When we come back, it'll be our Just Text Me segment. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Time for Just Text Me. How do you do this? Maybe it's your fingernails. It's easy. Look. It's that easy. And sent. Now back to your host, Lou Manfredini and House Smarts Radio. It's so I don't have. I don't have a drum roll. How do I not have a drum roll? I do? I'm looking. I don't see a drum roll. Uh, We, uh, for 2024, are very excited uh, to start with a new sponsor of Just Text Me. Just text me is sponsored by Center Guard Plumbing. I do have this. Oh. I don't know if they like Similar. that or not. After Center Guard <laughs> Plumbing comes to your house, your toilet will work. When you're just a text away from install today. Uh, very nice to have Center Yay. Guard. Uh, I have this. I have applause. Yes. How do I not have a drum roll? Center Guard Plumbing. You, now, we'll I used to. I got to find it. Mm-hmm. Right. I have this. I got that. I got I got dog barking. Yeah, I got. No, I don't have that. <laughs> a lot of it. Not, I got. A, there's something going on. It's just stuff not working. There was even like a drum image I sent you. Yeah. Well, I think <laughs> that was the rim shot. I have that. Oh. We got, I have a rim shot. Just text me. Sponsored by Center Guard Plumbing, where you're just a text away from install today. Do you have some text messages for our new sponsor of our segment? Question one. We've got new electric radiant heat floor heating, heat floor. Heated floor. system. Schluter. Schluter. The floor has hot and cold spots, though. We've checked with the installer, the electrician, and manufacturer. Everything seems to be okay. Any other suggestions to even 
heat on the floor. Well, now now that it's down, there's nothing you're going to do. Hopefully, when the system went down, they took pictures of how the wiring was. So the way these Schluter systems work, and uh, a few weeks ago, we, we actually talked about a different system called Strata. They're same thing. This honeycomb um, layer goes down. It gets thin-setted to the floor. And then the wire is wound back and forth, back and forth. And there's a pattern that you can, uh, your installer can use based on how you're going to be in the floor. A lot of times, between a doorway, there may not, depending on which way it goes, there may not be a wire there, and that's where you might get a cold spot. Or maybe they didn't go close enough to the toilet. It's really important to um, that that wiring gets down put down correctly. Now, with the Schluter system, I have a lot of experience with this, as you can tell. There's two ways that it can keep track of the floor heated. There's a sensor in the floor, or there's a sensor to do the uh, heat in the room. Make sure that the floor sensor is what you're doing to heat the floor. And if you're using a programmable thermostat, you know, you can program it in the middle of the night. You could shut the thing down to save some energy. You know, you're asleep. Although if you get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and you paid to have this cold floor, I don't want to have cold feet. I just spend all this money. So I set ours with the sensor at 82 degrees. Okay. Now that's not the room temperature. That's the floor temperature. And it sets that. And that's nice, toasty, not hot, but like you feel like, oh, that feels so nice. Toasty toes. Toasty toes with your Schluter floor. Hmm. And if you keep it at 82, it'll heat up the substrate and should offset the cold spots that you have. You have another one? Thank you, Lou. You're um, before I do read this next one, can I just tell you, you have the best listeners. Um, I do. They, I've gotten 100%. so many texts about my grandmother and just oh, sending so condolences sweet. and giving, uh, you know, yeah. memory. Uh, Sharing their memories. They are absolute. They are absolute. You, you people listening, not just to this show, but to WGN Radio. I have said this a thousand times. I and I, I can, I have become now one of the elder statesmen at WGN Radio. I'm not the oldest, but I'm 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 in the top ten, and um, we are nothing without you. And I've always said that this radio station, which is it's, its own entity, it's different than anything else. I promise you there's not a radio station like this across the country, definitely not in Chicago. The ownership that you all have in this place and the kindness that you show to not only the people that are on this end of the microphone, but, you know, Lindsay, uh, more so than other producers, is really a major part of this show, and you hear her voice and her talent and every rejoin that you hear that's funny and and musically put together and you know it's all her that's all her 100 percent. and and we so appreciate you listening every week and your kindness towards us is just amazing so thank you it's a family for sure for yes, sure i agree um all right last question good morning lou what product do you recommend for annual granite countertop deep cleaning and sealing mm. So my buddies over at Granite Gold still make really good products. They make a really good cleaner and uh, for your daily cleaning. And then 
use that and really do a good job, they make a sealer that you can test to see if your granite needs to be sealed by just taking a, a teaspoon of water from the sink and putting it in the center of the of the granite. Or really, the way to, where it really wears out is like near the sink. So put one by the sink and one where maybe an area you don't go to all the time. If after about a half an hour that water gets absorbed into the granite, you need to seal it. So then you're going to clean it really well. You're going to use their sealer, follow the instructions, and it works really well. You need to stay off of that countertop though it's a good thing to do in the evening because then you need to stay away from that countertop overnight and then you may have to do a little buffing when you come back afterwards to get it all cleaned but granite gold has the products to really bring that back to life all right that's our just text me segment sponsored by center guard plumbing where you're just a text away from install today eight five Seven five five seven four Lou eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. This is Adolfo in Chicago. Adolfo, you're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning. Good morning. Firstly, I want to say it's a pleasure to be speaking with Lou Big Bucks Manfredini. Oh yeah, right. And... That, <laughs> no, that... oh, it's a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> you're funny. Adolfo. That's the name of the yes, there's, a, there's a musical with a with a there's a musical that I saw and there's a character Adolfo. That would be Prince Charming. No no, no it's like it's somebody, No, I don't have no idea. It's somebody's wife, the something something wife. And it's a comedy. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not, you right. know, if it's a music, I, I could, I, I, I haven't had a chance to catch up on the. All right, well, I'll, co- I'll come up Sorry. with it. The something, something, the something, something. <laughs> anyway, how may I help you, Adolfo? Regarding my front picture window, we have a, a, a ranch, one story ranch in Chicago. Having a hard time finding someone, a company to uh, replace, to, to make the picture window that's here. It's, the height is no problem. It's the width. It's 86 inches wide. And, and I don't, it doesn't matter to me if it's a commercial company. But what I really want is the whole front opening that you eliminate the two side windows and just one, one big piece of glass, one big window. That would be beautiful. And I don't know if that's possible. I've, I've tried researching and I, I, I'm not getting any answers or getting anywhere. Maybe you could point me in a direction. You know, if you go to the Shedd Aquarium, when you, when you go downtown, see the sky, uh, skyscrapers, they have uh, huge windows. And, you so know, you just, no, you just uh, need no the picture window. You don't need the side windows or anything like that. Correct. And in a, but and in a, perfect, if, if, in a yeah. per- perfect world, you're not replacing the frame. You're just doing the glass. Well, you know what? Um, I don't know. I mean, if they can just use, if they could, can just use the uh, the frame, the existing frame, but I don't think so because you know it's, it's three windows right now, three separate frames. I see, I see, I see. But, okay. Have but you have you contacted have you contacted Gilkey? No. How do you spell that? G I L K E Y. Now eighty six inches, that might be a stretch, but my brother in law and sister in law, where they live in Chicago, um. They have these big picture windows. They're not 86, but they're close. And Gilkey did make those out of a fiberglass frame and install them, and they're beautiful. That is, is, are they a commercial or residential company? Residential. No. 
888. Okay. Here's the phone number. 888. Okay. The number three. G-I-L-K-E-Y. Okay. Now, mind you, what I really want is 159-inch wide. Am I crazy for wanting that? I mean, is that that, possible? It's possible, but that you're not going to get residential. That you have to go commercial, and then you're talking about... Okay. Um... I mean, can I tell you that will cost That's you, what I'm that'll for. cost you a fortune. Um it'll probably but, cost me fifteen thousand or more. Well, I don't know about fifteen thousand, but it'll be a lot. Um where are you in Chicago? Montrose and Cumberland. All right, two companies to try. There's a company not too far okay. from you called Peterson Glass. Now they are a commercial company, but that's what they do. They do those storefronts and that kind of stuff. And they're on Milwaukee Avenue. Yeah, Milwaukee Avenue. I know where they're at. Yeah, so you could talk to them. I know where they're at. There's also a company that I do business with called Evanston Glass and Mirror. Okay. Uh, Got it. uh, And um, and they might be able to help you. Although 159 inches is a lot. That's a big window. That is. They might. They might. I mean, they might. And. uh, and you may need a commercial frame that you're, you're like you're talking about that has that's that. fine. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it would uh, it would be a beautiful the beautiful centerpiece to the front of the house. That would be so great. Uh, the Evanston phone. Okay, number, Lindsay just has the phone number for Evanston Paint. Or uh, there is okay. It's uh, Evanston Glass. Glassmere eight four seven three two eight twenty two hundred. They're a small shop, but they're really good, really good people. Okay. So, uh, that sounds great. That, that's all I have for you. Um, really, really nice talking to you. And uh, Adolfo, yeah. nice. Appreciate your help. Nice speaking with you. Keep listening. I'll come up with the name of that uh, musical that we went to. <laughs> I will. The guy's name. My name is Adolfo, and he's like really funny. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I saw it. I saw a professional production, and then I even saw a production at University of Chicago uh, that my nephew was in. Um, oh, and and it was really fun. It'll come up. It'll come to me. Anyway, you keep listening. I will, I will take my wife to the show. Perfect. I'll All take right. my wife to that show. Be well. Okay. okay. My name very, is very my well. name. Oh, very good. Yeah, my name is Adolfo. It's really funny. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. Eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. We'll take a quick break and be right back. You're tuned in to Lou Manfredini. How can I help you? Our dishwasher smells. Yes, good morning, Mr. Lou. Sir, I have a problem with my boiler. We have been uh, plagued with fruit flies. Uh-oh. And we've apple cider vinegar. We've crushed bananas. I've sprayed them with Windex when I see them. He's taking your calls live right now. Well, are you watching my big fat Greek wedding? Put some Windex. Oh, oh. God, please, please. Is that what you were doing from that scene where you just spray everything with Windex? Pula, <laughs> this works. Let's get back to it and back to Lou. Right here on House Smarts Radio. Welcome back. 857 This is Linda in Elgin. Hi, Linda. Hi, Lou. How are you? I'm doing well. How may I help um, you this morning? <laughs> okay. I have a nine-year-old refrigerator. Um, and it's it does it's not fancy. 
it has the ice maker inside the freezer. Okay. Okay. Not on the door, just a regular old time uh, refrigerator. Which I like. I had a man come out. Huh? I like those, but keep going. Me? I like those. Okay, me too. But my ice maker stopped making ice. Mm-hmm. So I had a man come in and take a look at it. He calls himself a handyman. Wonderful. But he says, oh, no, it's not worth getting an ice maker fixed. No, just go buy ice from the grocery store. What? Is that true? No. Yeah, okay. No. Yeah, Uh, right. Here's what I want you to do. Um, you, you, You can get online, right? Yeah. Okay. Go to, um, first of all, open up the fridge and find out what model you have. Like what it, What GE or whatever it is. It's a GE 21 blah, 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 blah. Right? And oh, then... Okay. And you literally can... And there's a company... Uh, where, where are you? Where are you calling from? Elgin. Elgin. There's a company called Automatic Appliance. They're a local company and they sell all kinds of parts. You can go on their website okay. and you're going to plug in your model number of your unit and you're going to type in ice maker and it's going to come up and it's going to say it's $60. Okay. Maybe it's 75. Maybe it's a hundred. Okay. But that's what it is. Now you can either, it, it is almost plug and play Linda. That really? if you pull wow. the fridge, if you pull the fridge out or wherever the water line is, if you kill the water line, there's a couple of screws. And that, when you say that, how do you kill? How do you kill a wa- the water? Well, there may be so there may be a water line behind the fridge, and a valve right there back, is right back there. There might be a valve in the wall, okay. and you turn that valve off. Or mate, do you have a basement? Yes. It may be in the basement. So in other words, you got to find where that water line is and turn it off. Okay. Then you're okay. going to open up the freezer, and when you look at it, you're going to like, yeah, I see a screw there, and I see a screw there. Huh. And I'm going to unscrew those two screws. And as you drop the unit off, there might be a couple of wires that are clipped together. Like there's a male and a female clip that are clipped together. You're going to unclip that. You're going to take the new ice maker you just bought from my friends over at Automatic Appliance. And you're going to plug that in. You're going to put the two screws in. And in the afternoon, you're going to have a cocktail with the ice that you made. Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay. See, I thought he was telling me a story that was a story that was a story okay automatic so model number go there see what it is order it you can even go pick it up or they can mail it to you whatever it is and if it's if it's under a hundred bucks this is what we're doing and then if you get in trouble then you call somebody to put it in but not that man (laughs) but not that man some other man but not that man <laughs> or a woman. I could call a woman. Too. That would be okay. even better. All right. Right. That I think the problem you started is I called a man and <laughs> we've done a good job of screwing everything up for the past two hundred and fifty thousand years. Maybe we need to get more women. Well, oh, I thank you so very much. Thank you. Thanks, Linda. I appreciate you calling as well. By the way, that's our last call, and it's sponsored by Mitsubishi Electric 
When heating and cooling your home, Mitsubishi Electric is the last call you'll need to make. Now, a couple things to keep in mind. We post all this stuff at our YouTube channel. So anything that we talk about, our Noodaloo 2s and things like that, um, you can find at uh, youtube.com slash housemartstv.com. And then we also podcast our show, and that you can find at wgnradio.com. Those Noodaloo 2s are there as well. And uh, you get sort of a, you know, a lot of the ins and outs of things that we talk about get cut down. So you can listen to the four-hour Mr. Fix-It show in about a little over two hours as well. You can always find that by going to WGNRadio.com, and then you click on Weekends, and then their House Smarts TV, or House Smarts Radio, rather, will show up. Thank you so much for listening. Lindsay, thank you for producing. Nice to be with Andy and Don. Bob Ferguson, always a pleasure. We'll be, well, we'll be back next week with more House Smarts Radio. I will be off, but somebody else will be sitting at this chair, so hope to tune in. Have a great weekend, everybody.